In this episode, there will be videos that will be viewed by our hosts, Vernon Somoza and Frank Champion. If you would like to see what videos they are watching alongside what they are commenting on, please head to our YouTube channel for the full podcast. Thank you. Wednesday, he's busting through the curtain, and you know what that means? It's Tony time. Nope. Because we can't sing that. It feels good. <laughs> I think we did it. this bit one time. It didn't we go did well last time. Yeah, it didn't go well it, last time. <laughs> well, hold on. Before before you even start the intro, I'm just going to talk about this real quick. Speaking of things that didn't go well for us, if the, the people who watch the video version, if there's anybody who even watches this video version, they're probably wondering, where's our scissor me video episode, right? It was it was an up, then it was down, then it was up again, and now it's down again. WWE has come for our heads. WWE, refuses. I guess we got to start fed batting. Fed bad, fed bad, fed bad, fed bad. They just refuse. We, we literally watched a minute of Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman, and they're like, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Either cut that or pay up, one or the other. But your video's not going to be seen uh, by anybody. So yeah. after this, once we're done recording, I might do it while we're recording. If you go on like a tangent long enough for me to do it, sure. I'm just going to go in there and just hit trim and then take that part yeah. out. But if you're wondering where that video version is, it's up, but not really, because you can thank uh, Papa H. Is it Papa H's fault? Uh-huh. Love no, it's got to be the media. It's the Levesque. media it's Levesque's fault. So I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys, you're supposed to hit your spots. You got the shine. I got the comeback and the go home. So I'm going to let you do your shine. Go ahead. All right, man. Let's run that back. So what up, everybody? It's your boy, Vernon Somoza. You know who it is. I'm pointing with this finger. Too. Very much. Uh, let's see. Up and over. What's going on? You're not there with me. What do you mean? You got to turn the other way. What are you talking about? I don't about? know what it is on your oh, camera. Oh, you know what? I think I did a setting where I turned, I, I put the mirror on so it would actually mirror it like on Zoom. So I think I'm going to go this way now, right? Yes. Okay, now so, you're touching my tip. Fair enough. Touch my tip, Daddy Vern. You're not going to scissor I me, mean, bro? No, so I don't want that DM. <laughs> I don't want that DMCA coming after me. I'm good on that one. Um, <laughs> man, you got me off tangent. Shout out to y'all. Vernon Samoza, big up. Uh, wrestling manager, director of talent. On, you're the, you're the DTO, brother. Director of talent and operations. Mm, What's going marks. on, y'all, for NRG? Big up to them. Shout out to that house of a thousand slams. Coming up, what, Shout this weekend? This weekend, right? Yes, yes. Sadly, I won't be there, but yes. Sadly, and in the main event, there is going to be an issue that's going to get buried. Ooh. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So with that, big up and shout out to my co-host, my tag partner for the evening, the man upon which we make all the donuts. Mm. Ah, I am Frank Champion. Sorry, I had to do the whole tongue thing. I, ever since Soraya last week, ah, or two weeks ago, ah, ah. <laughs> it sounds hilarious. 
You don't remember who I'm talking about? Oh, Paige. Page. Oh, 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 oh. Fed good. Oh, Fed good. Sorry, Paige. sorry. Use her slave name. Paige. I apologize. Yeah, use her slave Soraya, name. Soraya. Yes, Ever since yes, that, yes, I, yes. I, I do. I just got to use the tongue all the time. I am Frank Champion. A semi active. I don't like to use retired because I didn't. I feel like I don't. You got to make a good amount of money in something in order to be retired. Semi active professional wrestler, um, pro wrestling trainer to the future stars of this business. Mm. Um, what else do I do? What else do I do? Uh, you're a dad, streamer. Dad. You're a streamer. I'm a streamer. I'm a gamer. I'm, we're podcasters now. We're pro wrestling journalists. Can we put I that mean, on our tab here? I, I, honestly, down, down the, what 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 do we really need to qualify that statement, right? I guess. Well, we you... we we talked about that last show where it doesn't matter. You could just yeah. spew nonsense, and people think it's journalism. Wow. I mean, that happens in real news media, but that's neither here nor there. Indeed. I saw. I I got to I got to touch on it real quick, then we'll get into wrestling. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I saw a video. I can't remember if it was Trevor Noah, uh-huh. but it was somebody. There was somebody talking about Fox News, right? Showing a picture. Of some guy on a plane holding alcohol and Oreos and getting his feet rubbed. I, it was some politician or something. Okay. And a guy, it was a, for a Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson show. I know you heard of Tucker Carlson. Okay, yeah, sure, But sure. the guy was, some guy was filling in for Tucker Carlson. So they show this picture of a guy getting his feet rubbed by a woman. And he's holding Oreos and a bottle of like champagne or something or like a red cup, something like that. And they're like, yep, look at him. Apparently this guy loves, loves Oreos and alcohol. And the guy, who, the person who was doing it, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, Trevor Noah. It was just a guy, I think on TikTok or something, but he's like, if you look at the picture, doesn't this picture look familiar? And then he pops up a picture and it's, uh, Epstein who was getting his feet rubbed on a private jet by some woman. And they were like, this is clearly a Photoshop picture that Fox News tried to pass on as real news. Wow. wow. And it's like, if you look even closer, you can even see the meme site that it's taken from in the actual photo. I was like, yikes. This is this is Fox News. Yeah. I was like, that's well, crazy. I mean, I don't watch the news to begin with. I think you watch the news. Yeah. You just don't like you don't like life because yeah. you just want to see depressing things. Yeah. But yeah, I saw wow. that. I was like, "Wow, that's that's bad." That was like, like, wasn't there some news story not too long ago that some uh, some foreign country ran like GTA five GTA five um, cutscenes and they use it as like actual um, like on the news they news use it as, like, footage? yeah it was like actual news footage and then it was someone no, was sir. like yeah they were like that's like GTA five footage <laughs> that it was like I did see one something like that am I making that up I, I don't know if I'm making it up but I'm pretty I feel like that's a real story go ahead. I, I did see one where where a news site was using not a news site but like a video they were talking about oh call the 911 um call 911 or something like that they dialed 911 and they used the cover of 911 operator video game I don't know if you ever heard of this game but they used I'm gonna pop it up on the screen uh-huh. that we share with um here we go pop it in air they used this font and this picture for the news article. I was like, wait, what? I was like, that's the 911 operator game. What do you what are you doing? That's the first thing I said. I was like, okay. Low effort. Like, like they're not even trying anymore. Like, I can work for the news if I know how to just navigate Google. I can work for the news right now. Pay me a pretty penny, I'll do it. But yeah, man, let's let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling. Uh, you know We're what, seven minutes you in. Know what, talking we, about talking news, about. talking about news. 
let us start off on a a a, a perhaps somber note, perhaps serious yeah. note here. Just to report on some some passings real quick. Um, to start us off, man, and, and I think what a place to start. Rest in peace to Antonio Inoki. Facts. Uh, one of the four faces on my Mount Rushmore. My oh, what I man. consider my undisputed, undisputed list. And I won't call it original because it wasn't original. I was listening to a podcast and, and they said you it. You were convinced. And, and right. And like I told you, I was having a con, a, a torture, a, a night of torture in my soul in you like two minutes sleep at night. because I, I was <laughs> like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on? All of a sudden my, my theory on wrestling is being challenged, but the right. more I looked into it, the more I was like, wow, um, it's right. And, and, and I say all that setup to, right for the Mount Rushmore, right? So the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, the true Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, a, ch- a yep. list that can't be challenged. And, and the criteria being for amount of time over for influence, for money drawn and for staying power, we'll say, right? If, if we sure. were to say all that, not, not even including wins, losses, none of that nonsense. Cause because that's it's the, a this work. Isn't, sir, this isn't the PWI 500. Please. I know. Thank you. I know. Thank you. I know. So I won't include wrestling, any matches or any of that kind. Please. But please. Ricky Dozen, who is the father of professional wrestling, right? Who brought American Western style wrestling to Japan. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that. You said the father of professional wrestling. In in Japan. In Japan. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just you, said You that. didn't I... say in Japan. You didn't oh, yes, say I in did. Japan yet. Well, no, oh, you did. But oh, you said oh, it and you, you took a pause and I'm like, wait. Oh, oh I apologize. Say in Japan? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No problem. No problem. So Ricky Dozen, the father of pro wrestling in Japan, and and for that reason being because he brought American style professional wrestling to Japan, and as I we we're talking about pre-show, we we're talking about right. He's the he's the guy that wrestles a match and brings Americans over. I was brought the Sharp Brothers over, mm. and in a time when nationally Japan had been defeated in the big war, you had this national sumo hero who overnight becomes a celebrity, becomes a hero because they helped to fight and fend off these Americans, even though. Ricky Dozen was Korean. The Americans were really Japan. Uh, were really, excuse me, Canadians. Canadians. Um, it didn't matter. But didn't matter. at that moment, one Japan us, found one a hero. Yeah, one of us, one of them. So Ricky Dozen. Yes. Ricky Dozen has two students: Giant Baba, Antonio Inoki, who That's go on to be the here. two biggest stars in Japan. Uh, one of the two, two of the biggest stars in Japan history. Uh, the yep. the wrestling. Who them for? We know them to spawn the four pillars of heaven, and we can go on and on and on about the influence of wrestling, but. Those three people, and sure. again, Ricky Dozen's the teacher and his two students. And the only reason Ricky Dozen doesn't have a much big, uh, I say he, you, because without him, you have nothing. He has to be there, right? Because he is, sure. and his influence to this day, there's still, there's, I'm, I'm almost positive if I'm not making this up in my head that there's like, a, he's a national hero still. Like mm-hmm. his movie came out, like the observance of him, there's a monument to his name. Like he's considered a national hero. For okay. what he did in his contributions to, to society, his contributions, um, his life tra- cut tragically short. So we'll never know truly the full impact of what he did. But for the time that he was there, he was the most overstar, period, in mm. Japan. His two students, Baba Anoki, both go on to be stars. And you can see, yep, you can yep, argue yep. that Anoki went on to be a bigger star because he lived longer. He lived longer, booked himself harder. Where Baba started, right? His star started to fall physically, started to get wor- started to weaken. Right, because Baba Baba's body gave out on him, kind of like Andre. You and know, so, same what? Idea. But what did Baba do? Baba started booking himself lower on the card and putting himself yep. into comedy matches, and he started to gracefully bow out. Anoki, he was all Japan, right? All Japan. No, well, yes. Baba, yeah, yes. He formed. Yeah. He would go on to form all Japan. All Japan. Yeah. Yes, because you got yeah. me thinking. Noah, but Noah was Masawa. 
Um, yeah, Noah's Noah's way. Yeah, late, and I know. That's why I was like, I was like, wait, what? Yes, uh, all Japan. So you have all Japan, and you have so and so you had two styles of wrestling: all Japan, which was your American style pro wrestling, which mm. all the tape traders, all of us who who you know go yeah, crazy over all watch. the big matches. That's we all watch all Japan tapes. So I understand. I know it's all Japan from their hard cam. Their hard cam makes the ring look like a diamond. As opposed to a square, or you know, the or whatever you want to call it, which like it was at an it was shot at an angle. Nobody else did their shooting like that. You can so. argue that period of the '80s was the best wrestling ever. That like mm. just that period, and because right, remember you're watching Americans interact with each other that couldn't interact with each other on this side of the uh, the water, but over there it was they was fine for them to work each other. Yeah, yeah. And so that style the of funks. pro wrestling that was pro wrestling. And then on the other channel, right? Remember three channels. On the other channel, you got Anoki who's putting on work shoots. Yeah. And showing people like, that pro wrestling is the toughest MFers ever. And we're right. going to destroy you. And remember, he's beating every freak show, oddity, tough man, karate champion, MMA, cha- what, not MMA champion at the time, but. Was he the one that worked the. Muhammad Ali and the famous, most famous being Muhammad Ali. Well, of course, he worked Muhammad Ali. It's in that article that I have. Um, but I'm talking about, was that Anoki who worked the American with the big hair and the yellow pants? The great and Antonio? The, of him? the ah! great Antonio. And then that he was, beat the mess because Antonio yeah. wouldn't sell. And he was like, okay, he wouldn't sell I'm going to make him. you sell. And then he said, I'm going to give you a reason to sell. Yes, that was That, that was is Anoki. That is an- Anoki. Okay, okay. So, and it, Anoki's alive longer, books himself on top longer, and Anoki... He knew his formula, and he knew it well. He knew it cut and paste, and it never failed him. Mm-hmm. Bring in bring in an outside invading heel, book him over like monsters, put him over strong, and eventually Anoki. Final boss. Final boss, <laughs> and Anoki goes over. Never failed him. The money they drew, the level of over they were, yep. can't replicate it. Can't can't compare to anyone else. You're saying, and, and, and not an American, because in American pro, we started it here, but no, it was never. No one ever had all the attention on them mm-hmm. that way. Because remember, national country, three channels are on TV, and two of the stars are on one of the channels okay, each. I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Because you I'm thinking, well, what about what about Bruno? Bruno had a hell of a lot of attention. But Bruno was. But it, we broke. We broke it. We broke the whole country up. Exactly. It would be like exactly. it would be like it would be like if Bruno worked everywhere and was champion in all of the United States. But it wasn't the case. He was just that guy in the Northeast. Correct. Because Which, we everybody wanted a piece of the pie in America. And I and in the South, they would have told you that Northeast wrestling <laughs> that's crap. garbage wrestling. Wrestle. That's that, exactly down we here. This is real here. wrestling down here. Blood, yeah. guts, etc. Yep, so yep, yep. that's what I'm saying. So the amount of money they drew, no one can ever touch it. Hogan, never. The They're Rock, pioneers. Cena. Pioneers of Japanese wrestling. I get it. I get it. And yeah, the fourth, yeah. rounding it out. Yeah, show him. El Santo. He did for what Ricky Dozenham did for Japan. El Santo would eventually be for America. For excuse me, for uh, Mexico. Mexico. Except he was a movie star. He was a wrestling star. Now, now, transcended. He transcended it. Luchadors in Mexico mm-hmm. are treated like how, not us, Americans treat like the Kardashians, I feel like. They're not just like 
oh, they're popular because they're on TV and they're professional wrestlers. They're in comic books. They do advertisements. They yeah, have it depends. other merch. I think I, movies. like back then, way back then, yes. Uh, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about then. I'm not trying to, not now. Yeah. Right oh, I feel like, like, like now, now not, not as much. Now I feel like Mexican wrestling is just, you know, it's, it's just Some of them are still now. soap stars. Like I know some of them are like in, in soap operas. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't hear... Oh, uh, the, not The Rock, but oh, like John Cena is going to be on Days of Our Lives. But True. but you might see, I'm just going to throw one I know. You might see uh, like a like a Rey Mysterio type oh. on a El Gordo y la Flaca kind of show <laughs> or something like that. Sure. You would never see that in America. El never. Silver right. You would never see a silver king. Oh my God. <laughs> Cyclope. <laughs> yo, I love, yo, this is why, that's why I love WCW when I was a kid. They introduced because they exposed to me to yeah. all that stuff that I never knew about. Professor WCW, Mike Tenay. Yo. Cyclope the, the hits goat. the ring. The GOAT. Viano, love, Viano love four and five. Viano four and five, bro. Before, before they got into like guys like Hooventude. Yeah. And all those guys that, that early that in. early cast of characters, yeah. The early '90s when it was like Psychosis. Mm-hmm. I love Psychosis, mm-hmm. man. Him versus Ray. All those years. I know we're going off on a crazy. Yeah, tangent. no, no, no. We're it ties. It ties. Anoki, it ties into this. But it ties I get into what you're this. saying there go because Anoki. Remember Anoki in the '90s. New Japan brings in all the juniors. New Japan brings in that style that that young junior heavyweight style that revolutionizes the game. Yeah, and and we all talk about the night was it ninety four ninety five um super juniors, the super juniors, Jericho, Benoit, Guerrero, all those guys. Random side tangent. I love the fantasy book. It could you imagine had Owen Hart been in Japan two years later, he would have been a part of that super junior cup. Oh my god! Could you imagine we'd have added Owen Hart's name to that list? We'd have added his name to that list. That sucks that it would that he wasn't in it. But well, he was he was here. I signed. He was signed here, but I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, he, he, he was in. Um, he was in the E by then. Had he, he had he just stuff. been just two years later, still been in there. Japan. Oh man, what could what could have been? Mm-hmm. But he was still doing that at years earlier when when no one else was. He was still making a mark out, out in Japan. All right, that's the same. That's the same argument. Before we go on, that's the same argument of if Owen was there, like he like he if he didn't die at over the edge in 99 if he was yeah. there when the radicals came in and he was able to work all those guys and then all the smaller guys that started coming in and the guys like Benoit and all them where imagine he got to work Benoit Jericho Eddie yeah. that style that that he knew and he didn't have a lot of guys to work with in the E or the F at that time um it would have been amazing just as if he was there for Japan I like I feel like Owen was a guy that was just in the wrong era in my opinion, in, in WWF. Like, if Owen was in uh, just a little later, I feel like he would have been a huge, way bigger star than he was. Way bigger star yeah. than he was. Yeah. I'm watching him now in 98, and he's feuding with DX because of the whole screw job thing, but it's starting to fizzle because now they're pushing Austin to the moon. I haven't seen Owen on Raw TV in a minute, but the last thing I saw was him beefing with Triple H and Sean after the screw job. But after the after the new year, January hit, Stone Cold won the Rumble. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Tyson. That's all they care about right now on their TV. So, so let me ask you a question. Now that mm. you, just, you brought that up, because I, I know you're watching the old Raws. Um, yep, yep. Reading the Hakushi tweets and reading his live journal, how was that that you watched it? You watched it actually happen and reading so, his commentary on it. 
I didn't read all of it. Oh, okay, okay, I wanted okay, to okay, save okay, okay. it. I wanted to save it for this, but then I, I saw I know this has nothing to do with this, long. but I was like, no, it's that it's not dr- that long. It just it has it's chunks. It's like it's, it's little... a lot of a lot of pieces. Yeah. So I didn't read it all. I was reading the beginning. I worked one two three kid. He said he wasn't happy with it. Um, who was it? Who was uh who was his handler? Oh, well, uh, Mr. Uh, Saido. Saido was saying he wasn't that they weren't happy with it and all that. I was like, wow. He's like, oh, I got to work on my conditioning. Uh, I was late. I was fine. This I was like, bruh. Yeah. I was like, like he pretty much let everything out in them journals. And I was like, but I gotta weirdly enough, it. some of them, some of them were in kayfabe. Like it's, it's weird. Some of it's a shoot, but then some of it comes across as, yeah. like, as like kayfabe. Okay. So like I just wanted faded. to toss that in there just because you think, said that. You mentioned that. I was like, I wonder what you thought about that because you, you saw I, the career and the matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was cup. I would call it not a cup of coffee, like three cups of coffee. Well, he was there for like but, a little, little and over a year. And it's funny. When you read it, he says he really like you, you notice the shift when he wrestles Bret Hart. And he puts it over and says like the Bret Hart match was like the best match he had. And he hopes he has more matches like he had with Bret Hart. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, that argument of Bret Hart was your best match. Hakushi says in his live journal, like puts that out there, the world that Bret oh, Hart yeah. was his best oh, match. Yeah, of course, because as much as I'm not, a, I used to be a huge uh, M word for Bret, and as I got older, <laughs> what you almost forgot why we no, say M word? No, no, I'm sorry, God, you just said Bret Hart. Did you see Jake the Snake's comments about the Montreal screw job? I think Jake just found out it happened. Oh. I'm serious. I think Jake just someone just told Jake it okay, happened. No, nope. I don't. But let's not dive into that because we're just, already 20 no, minutes I, in. I know. I know. I just all I'm just saying is Jake was like, "Hey, buddy, should should have dropped the belt. Okay, if you're being paid to do so, do your job and drop the belt." Jake. Oh, I know why. I know why he's mentioning it why? now. It probably he probably just saw it on on the Peacock because he was plastered in '97. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> He was plastered in '97. So he didn't confused. see it live. Like someone did, right. he did an interview, and he was just like, "Do do your mother effing job, all right? All right, you're being paid for this, all right? Be a professional." And I'm like, "Jake the Jake, Snake, Jake, that was 25 years ago, Jake. And, relax." And Jake, but he brought some new energy to the conversation. Like he was like, right, "Listen here, young man, let me tell you, all right?" By the right? way, I've been always <laughs> wanting to say this, Jake. Slow, slow down, slow down. All, all right, right, can I read this? Yes, read this yes, article. Sir, go ahead. I'm not. I don't know if you can see it. I'm not reading this entire article. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. I will show it, dude. It's it's like an essay that he's no, it's in. oh no, it no. looks like a, a it's a fantastic not it's piece. not the Dave Meltzer twenty three thousand word fifty six page one. I'm cool. I'm cool on that. The Dave Mel- Dave read... Meltzer wrote a, like a mini book for him. It was a ter- I like I said, it. a term paper. I believe it. So this article here, because I refuse Dave anything Dave Meltzer, I'm not reading at all. Um, and it's from ESPN, uh, written by ooh, I'm a butcher's last name. Mark Raimondi um, on September 30th, 2022, um, which was a Friday. It was a Friday. Uh, Antonio Inoki. Oh, it says Antonio Inoki, famed combat sports trailblazer, dies at 79. I like how they worded this. They didn't just go Antonio Inoki, professional wrestler, dies at 79. Gotta show famed respect, combat sports trailblazer. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read... Probably up until, like, he gets to what they're talking about, and then I'm going to stop because, again, it's a bunch of paragraphs. Sure, so sure, I'm gonna sure, start sure. Go ahead. Do you think? Um, Antonio Inoki, a sport, a combat sports trailblazer, influential politician, and larger-than-life figure in his native Japan, died Friday at the age of 79. The announcement was made by New Japan Pro Wrestling, the promotion he founded. The cause of Inoki's death was not released, 
but he had fallen ill in recent years and was relegated to a wheelchair. Enoki retired from politics in 2019, though he touched many parts of Japanese culture in his lifetime and became one of the most famous people in the country. Enoki was, mo- was most known for his work in combat sports as a pro wrestler, promoter, and fighter, most notably his bout with Muhammad Ali. Enoki was the most important professional wrestler in the history of Japan, selling out countless arenas and stadiums from the 1970s and on. He was also the first Japanese wrestler to win the WWF Championship, though the reign is not currently recognized by WWE, and was indicted, indicted, <laughs> inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2010. Uh, it's got a picture of him uh, being a politician. Um, well, there was that. I didn't even bring that up about his career. That that's yeah, something he, was, he, he did, did that as well. no pro wrestler could do. I mean, I mean, others have done it, but I, I mean, did he do it first? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the timeline of when he was a politician. So, all right. So he was involved 26th, in scandals. Like he was involved in political scandals and still, yo, still say face with the people. That's the crazy part. The like mm. he did messed up things and still found ways to save face with the people. Well, shout out to him. Let me let me get Rest these in uh, last few Go ahead. in, and it's going to talk about how he tr- helped transcend combat sports. On June 26, 1976, Anoki fought Ali in perhaps the highest profile mixed rules bout ever. Anoki had a background in amateur wrestling and judo and trained under catch wrestler Carl Gotch, developing a metho- methodology of fighting he called strong style. Ali, of course, was one of the top boxers in the world at the time and an incredibly well-known globally. Ali versus Anoki was a direct ancestor to what we now know as mixed martial arts, Mm -hmm. which has become a global sport led by the UFC, founded in 1993. Mm -hmm. The bout was one of the most watched fights of its generation, in addition to the sold-out crowd of more than 14,000 at the Nippon Budokan in in Tokyo. I was literally about to say Toyota. (laughs) It aired on closed circuit across the world. Shea Stadium in New York aired the bout on its big screen and drew a crowd of 32,897 with an undercard of pro wrestling and mixed rules matches. Ali versus Inoki ended in a draw, but Inoki spent most of the time, most of the 15 round contest on his back, kicking at Ali's legs and landing those kicks more than 100 times. Ali took far more damage in the bout than Inoki did and sustained injuries to his legs. Um, yes, then they're gonna. I want to read this one thing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu pioneer Carlson Gracie of that famous Gracie family of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, that's their that's their style. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is from the Gracies. Once said, Anoki was one of the best fighters he had seen during the lead up to his historic boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. UFC superstar Conor McGregor cited Ali versus Anoki several times as an influence on him with regards to the crossover bout with Mayweather. That's all I wanted to read. Oh. So I like that article because it, it brings up um, how, like you were saying, the man was a pioneer of Japanese pro wrestling. Yeah. But if he can also be recognized for helping pioneer MMA as well because of his match with Ali, because you saw a boxer and a wrestler who knew judo um, as well as amateur wrestling and he was very popular at the time. He was probably like, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to over, not over talk, but out. What is it? Overstate. Overstate. There you go. Um, that he was probably the most popular Japanese professional wrestler or athlete at the time. He was in. He was in the Bad News Bears three. He was. He was a featured movie he? role. Yes. 
don't it, remember that. All I'm saying is what American wrestler at that time you think could have been featured in that role that would have got the pop that he did for Japan, that the biggest star of Japan, he was the, he was their Michael Jordan they brought out. Yeah, was, right. Was Antonio right. Inoki. Right. So, yeah, shout out to Inoki, man. The dude. Yeah, man. And, and I could wax on. I could wax on. But I'll say this. My biggest takeaway from Inoki, he brought an intensity. And when you talk about MMA, don't just look up the fight with him and Ali because it's not a it's not a fun match. It's a boring match. It's terrible oh, to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, people look people up Anoki. Anoki Chuck Wepner was a good one. Anoki versus like I didn't know they worked. They I'm I'm pretty mm. sure they did. Like Anoki did a bunch of matches with all sorts of like that was his thing. He was challenging fighters from all over the world. Like Anoki legitimately did like the Kumite, not to the death, but like. <laughs> the idea of inviting different style fighters, different, art, different style fighters to fight, with him yeah. proving the point being pro wrestling is superior. So pro wrestling will beat the karate man. Pro wrestling will beat everything. And what was its downfall was when he started booking pro wrestlers against shoot MMA fighters and shoots, and MMA fighters were destroying the wrestlers. Destroying and henceforth, you realized, oh wait, maybe pro wrestlers aren't really the toughest guys because they're all getting destroyed in seconds. So it's funny you mentioned what Anoki was doing. I don't know if you ever watched uh, the documentary on the very first UFC pay-per-view. Have you ever watched it? I watched the pay-per-view. I watched. It. I had the. Pay- I think the pay-per-view on tape somewhere. But yeah, I, I you remember. You probably do. But yeah, I've the, seen that, the pay-per-view, but I didn't see the documentary on it. It's awful. Oh, it's the a horrible. Fight, oh, the first pay-per-view. The first fight. The first fight on the first pay-per-view. The sumo wrestler gets kicked in the head by the by the Russian, I believe. Yes. Loses teeth. Dude. Knocks him out completely. Destroys his face. Yeah. I yeah, still remember that as a kid when I saw it. I just being like. 15 seconds the match was. The guy tried to rush him. He fell. Tried and to get up. Boop, done. Dude was out. Dude was out. When I first saw it, I was like, holy crap. But the whole setup for Vicious. that was to prove the Gracies wanted to prove that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the best style of fighting in the world. So they're going to bring in all these other different styles for a one-night tournament, kind of like what you're saying, how Anoki wanted to prove that pro wrestling was the ultimate but, style. But Anoki's were work what, shoots. These, those are shoots. These were all... This was... <laughs> the UFC was a shoot in the sense of the word shoot. Mm-hmm. There was no rules, no weight class. In the original. Remember when you could punch style. each other in your balls? You could do anything. Yep. Yep. It was Whatever insane. Whatever you wanted. You can... if Like... Uh, Gracie choked out Ken Shamrock and it was the youngest Gracie too they wanted other Gracies in there but they just went with the youngest one I think his name was Hoist Hoist Gracie which is Royce but they say Hoist Gracie he choked out Shamrock with his sleeve yep he choked him out with the he gi he took his sleeve and he choked him out with his gi sleeve yep. over around his neck yep um, Shamrock was winning that entire fight but then Royce Hoist got him choked him out with his sleeve done deal so like and the Groishis defended he, it by saying it's a fight by any means necessary. Any means necessary. Right. Any means necessary. So it didn't matter. So so you can I, I like the ESPN article that says, hey, yeah. this guy is a pioneer, not only in pro wrestling and what he did for his country, but also what we what people love right now in MMA. Oh, 100 so, percent. You you yeah. can't deny that. Like Anoki gets that flower. Like you can't deny Anoki is the father of MMA, which again, right? The four pillars, like the front rushmore. Anoki, because of Antonio Anoki, you have mixed martial arts to the world because he influenced yes, that and brought I, that attention I can't to disagree. the world. I can't disagree with the the Mount Rushmore thing because with you have Anoki, you have Baba, you got to have their father, quote unquote. And then you, what uh, you said El Santo did for Mexico. I, I can see that. I don't have a Mount Rushmore. 
I never sat and thought about it. I argued my point of Hogan um, because of what Hogan did for American sure, wrestling. He, but in comparison, it pales. It pales in comparison. Because so you figure there's a whole generation of kids right now, right today in Japan, who are like who will learn about Antonio Inoki and like the hero that he was. And like, like I said, can watch the library. He's probably in textbooks, to be honest. I mean, he's a politician, so he probably definitely is in books, you know? He was a national hero. Like, yo, watch the 70s matches. Watch, um, if you're on YouTube, look up, um, for our listeners, look up Antonio Inoki versus The Destroyer. Like, you in the 74 at the JWA, the J, like, you hear the crowd, the people roar at Inoki. And, like, those Amer- and and the thing you got to remember, right? Like, people always say, oh, it's boring because they're trading holds, but it's like, but they're in there to prove to wrestle each other and to prove and, and, and like, right? Inoki's working MMA, right? He's pioneering MMA. So in Inoki's mind, he's got to show you that he is technically, he can fight. He can yes. fire up. He can dag on survive submissions. Like, once you get that, that's why it's so exciting to watch a match that starts off slow but builds and then you're at the climax where, oh my gosh, who's going to win and you get the flash knockout out of nowhere, or you get the submission right. hole that's been locked in, and you don't know, and then finally you see him shift, and you finally get get it cinched in. Well, like, that's if you look at it now, they said he's the pioneer of strong style. Yeah, that's what. Pu, 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 how you say it? Puro pro. I can't ever say it correctly. The way they say pro wrestling. I want to say it's it's puro resuru something like that one of the yeah, homies one of the homies i worked with like told me yeah like it, like, it sounds sound like, like, like pro wrestling. wrestling yes it's like pro so, resu, something like that yeah i remember when you first put me on the japanese wrestling you started sending me uh dvds yo watch this dvd blah 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 and watching how the guys would either start hot with like b- running into each other big double line everybody stand stall the crowd is into it immediately the way the fans clap for everything they don't boo they don't they don't jeer mm. they they cheer on the sport oh they boo i mean to... if you piss them off they'll boo I, I, oh, we always say they don't boo but they do boo remember when anoki uh, when anoki lost to vader oh they they rioted they boo oh, and rioted of course of course <laughs> they, but you you know what i'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. being in a vague sense yes. and for the for the majority of it they don't really boo Absolutely. They, the characters they will cheer and jeer the actions of the guys the in spirit the of the fight they, they're into Correct. the spirit of the fight and the build 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 the build at the to the climax of every japanese wrestling match from back in the day i don't watch new japan now i feel like it's very americanized now um so there's no real big shift ever since like the bucks and all them came in uh gato made like a big change to how things were booked um it, it changed a lot but i feel like anoki clearly showed influence <laughs> you laughing at me because i'm i'm burying fed batting japanese wrestling <laughs> yeah, right now because you said that i was like man he definitely didn't resubscribe to his new japan his uh, new japan world <laughs> account he definitely unsubscribed i, I don't really I, like the way it's being booked right now I, i'm just gonna keep my yen to myself i just don't want to i don't want to support anymore they're not booking the right way <laughs> like you were so sincere Jack, I, just, I was like what <laughs> i mean i haven't watched it in a minute i haven't watched new japan in a minute um, I will watch Wrestle Kingdom, and we'll probably talk about yeah. it in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, man, what 2012? Like, I really feel like my my wonder years for Japan ended in like 2015, 2014, 2015. Were like, because remember, I used to buy all the DVDs. Shout out to to the homie at IVP Videos. I used to to dag IVP. on. IVP, I love IVP. Send. Dude. I used to send this dude checks of just like send me more DVDs, send it's me more, more DVDs. DVDs. 
I love I love your affordable DVDs at the at the co- much content you're giving me. Yeah. Bro, he has a streaming service now or something like that, doesn't he? Shout out fi- or listen, on demand. Pi- Patreon for five bucks. I will throw him the cheap plug. IVP yeah. videos is Patreon is five bucks a month, and I just get literally puts up like thirty DVD digital files every month, and I'm an overload of wrestling. And Absolutely. you know me, I'm always saying, yo, I just watch something new. So it's truly best five bucks to spend a month on wrestling. Anyway. Right, but Anoki, what do you want to do? Anoki, you rest in peace to the God. Anoki. Yo, R.I.P. Do yourself a favor, watch it. And if anything, wrestlers who are listening, watch the intensity Antonio Anoki brings. When I tell you to watch him in seventy, watch him in the eighties, watch him look across the ring, and he looks like he's gonna dag on tear your throat up with his bare hands. Like he <laughs> looks intense. He looks like he's ready to go. The big thing with Anoki too was his face. His face told the just, story. It, it not, the not, intensity. Not even, not even telling a story. I just mean how his face looks. Interesting. It just looks mean. Period. Mm. <laughs> like he doesn't have to do anything. He looks. He looks like a mean individual. So that helps a lot. So are we good? R.I.P. Anoki. R.I.P. Anoki. On? One of the four. The four Mount Rushmore. You already know. So so we got one more to go through, and then and then this we're will done be with quick because the... this on you. Yeah, I don't know much. Yeah, about yeah, this, yeah. One. this one. This one was. It happened not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this looks like it happened. This this came out on October 10th. So she might have passed away on October 9th, which was a Sunday, and it's 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 kind of sad because she's young. They don't have. Um, uh, what's it? What's it? Cause of death or anything like that? But R.I.P. to former WWE wrestler and tough enough winner Sarah Lee. Um, yeah. I don't believe Sarah Lee ever made it to the main roster. I believe she had some matches in NXT, um, but she was she was there with a lot of other people that are there now, like a Sonya Deville, um, a uh, Mandy Rose who is currently the NXT champion. Um, also was there in the same tough enough as Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark. We we've been speaking speaking about him recently. Yeah, man. Uh, what would he say? How you turn this damn thing off? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. My favorite line. Is this on? Uh, is this on? This is, I don't know. This, this damn on. thing's on. <laughs> so um, yeah, Sarah Lee, she passed away at the age of thirty. I'm going to read this article from. I, I love that these sites that I'm finding right now are legitimate sites. So we just did ESPN. This is news9.com. I'm not sure what... Uh, oh, it's Oklahoma City affiliate. So let's see here. Um, on October 10th, this was posted by CBS News. Uh, Sarah Lee, former WWE wrestler, tough enough winner, dies at age 30. Sarah Lee, the former WWE wrestler and winner of the reality TV series Tough Enough, has died at the age of 30. Her mother said in a Facebook post on Thursday that happened. Okay, so a little while back. Her cause is so almost about a week ago. Her cause of death has not been revealed, uh, quote unquote. It is with heavy hearts we wanted to share that our Sarah Weston has gone to be with Jesus, unquote, mm. end quote, Lee's mother, Terry, said. We are still in shock and arrangements are not complete. We ask that you respectfully let our family mourn. We all need par- prayers, especially Corey and her children. Um, so I don't know if you realize it. Weston is her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, she was married to Blake Weston of Blake and yes. Murphy. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So yes, yes. I, she I was the wife. That. I believe they have children. I'm going to read three. it right I now. I believe they Lee, have three kids. Lee won WWE's Tough Enough reality series in 2015. She received a one-year $250,000 contract with the WWE following the show and was assigned to NXT, the wrestling promotions company's developmental brand. She later retired from wrestling and married wrestler Weston Blake, uh, whose really name is Corey James Weston. 
in 2017. They had three children together. World Wrestling Entertainment also issued a statement saying it was saddened to learn of Lee's death. As a former Tough Enough winner, Lee served as an inspiration to many in the sports entertainment world, WWE said. WWE offers its heartfelt condolences to her family, friends, and fans. In her final Instagram post on Wednesday, she had an Instagram post on Wednesday. She, they then announced the day after that she was dead. Wow. Um, she, she wrote about battling a sinus infection for the first time. Oh. Um, fellow wrestlers paid their condolences on social media. Hmm. Uh, Sonya Deville said this, absolutely heartbreaking. Life is too short. Sarah was awesome. Sending love and prayers to her family and loved ones. Uh, Chelsea Green shared photos of her and Lee, and she said she'll be missed greatly. So, I mean, we're not going to dive deep into this. Just another person in from the pro wrestling world that passed away. I wanted to talk about it just because she was so young. Yeah, no, um, until we find out. Yeah, until we find out exactly what happened. Um, it's just R.I.P. to yeah, her. Yeah, man, definitely. Rest just, in peace, three boys. Hus- you know, uh, family. Yeah, rest in peace right. to them, yo. She sounds like she was just getting her family started. <clears throat> yeah, because wow. she married in 2017, so she was 25. Wow. And that means all them boys are no younger, no older than that, right? Man. And now they don't have the mom. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't no, imagine. That, so. Rest in peace. So yeah, R.I.P. Um, to to Sarah Lee, Miss Weston. Um, but yeah, no more somber notes. You want to move on? Let's get it. I got another article. I got my man Nigel McGinnis, aka Desmond Wolf. Wolf. My name is Desmond Wolf. Never get old to hear that man say that. Listen, listen. When I saw him finally show up at TNA and he was starting to work angle, I was like, all right. He he got that. He got the uh, initial, the, the initial the poop, push. Let me finish the poop <laughs> end of the stick with the WWE. I haven't seen last of McGinnis in forever. So he got the poop end of the stick. He was in, you know, remember we were there for one of his last matches Yo. for ring of honor. At that Boston show. It's just a shoulder. Just a shoulder. Damn it. Damn it, Triple H. Damn it. Remember that? When he was punched before he had to go back to work in the convenience store? He went out to his car. Damn it, damn it, damn it. It's an effing shoulder. It's a shoulder. It's just like, oh, this is so awkward. The camera's still on. (laughs) We should not be seeing this. So, Nigel then went on to be a commentator for the E for a minute. You know, well, originally um, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, from the Ring of Honor, he went to the E. No, right, he went to the E. He went to the E, and he was commentating. He did the NXT UK stuff at first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, he and did then, commentary Ring of Honor, and did he go to Impact, or was it always Ring of Honor? And then from Ring of Honor, he went to. Oh, I think to the he did press. commentary for a little bit at Ring of Honor, and then he went Impact Wrestling. I'm no, I don't know the timeline. Okay, okay, exactly. But we'll read on it. Got it. Got it. Um, excuse me. Copy, copy. It's it's this is from right when I was talking about. Uh, Legitimate sites. Here we are on Figure Four Online, Wrestling Observer, Figure Four Online. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Brian brother. Alvarez. Twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine a month. This is coming from jo- <laughs> Joseph Courier on October seventh, twenty twenty two. Report: Nigel McGuinness released by WWE. The former Ring of Honor champion had worked as a commentator for WWE since twenty sixteen. Uh, it starts off saying Nigel McGuinness is no longer with the WWE. PW Insider reported on Friday that McGinnis was released by WWE earlier this week. McGinnis signed with WWE in 2016 and has had various commentary roles during his time with the company, most recently serving as part of the announced team for the NXT Level Up. Those roles also included doing commentary for NXT and NXT UK. 
WWE announced a major shakeup of its commentary teams. We can touch on that too for a little bit. Teams on Thursday with new teams set for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. McGinnis didn't have a role on any of those teams. During his engineering career, McGinnis was a world champion for Ring of Honor. He also wrestled in TNA as... Wolf. Call me Desmond Wolf. McGinnis did commentary for ROH after having to retire from in-ring competition. During the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, McGinnis was furloughed from his job with the E!, but returned to work later that year. A, a documentary titled Chasing the Magic, the Nigel McGuinness story premiered on the WWE Network in 2019, telling the story of how McGuinness made it to the WWE as a commentator after his Indian career was unceremonious. I didn't know there was a... I didn't, I, I didn't know that was on there. What? Unceremoniously cut short. Uh, Chasing the Magic, the Nigel McGuinness story? I don't know that what there's an I know Last oh. of McGinnis. because I, I own Last of McGinnis. I bought it. Yeah, I don't the I don't know network, the other one. The network came out with their own version in 2019. No idea. Oh, okay. I got to I got to dive in. Into I got to dive into that. Okay. Yeah, I guess I got to check that out. I would love to see that. So, uh thoughts on that? I mean, real quick, real quick. Uh, Nigel, I hey man, I honestly I hope they let him go with the intent of bringing him back to uh NXT Europe because I thought Nigel was a hell of a commentator. Um Somewhere in the basement, I saw somebody somebody uh, quote tweeted him because they asked, hey, man, sucks that you're done with wrestling. Hope you land on your feet. And his response was, no one ever retired me. I I just I just uh, started commentating. But like, oh, I don't know if he was man. trying to implicate that, like he could come back to wrestling. But you can imagine where that tweet went in the minds of many that do you think we hey, could get to lead. see. All Elite, Desmond Wolf, or Nigel McGinnis versus Brian Danielson the, in 2022. And it was a so, fantasy booked uh, all around the basement about that. So Okay, so Nigel McGinnis is 46 years old. Nigel McGinnis has not wrestled. Uh, but on. he's not in bad shape. He didn't put on weight. He got thinner, but he doesn't look fat. Doesn't look like he was just, you know, stopped going to the gym, stopped working out. Um, hold on. Okay. He did go to ROH in 20, from 2011 to 2016. Okay. Um, he, but he was doing like commentary. He was doing like outside of the ring stuff. Um, but he was done wrestling 11 years ago. Wow. Done in wrestling 11 years ago. So I don't know. I would like this. I mean, it, it, what name is that? Vivian Edmondson? That must have been an early, early name for him. I've never heard of that name. I've never heard of that name either. Yeah, Desmond Wolf and Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> um, but listen, the dude, the dude worked his ass off as Ring of Honor champion. Oh, that's oh the part God. that's his the matches. worst. That's the part that's the, you think he did all that for the Ring of Honor crowd and that small crowd, and he killed himself. Literally killed gave himself. his body. And in the end, when it was time to go up to the Fed, they didn't. He was damaged goods. That damaged ended up, goods. Yeah, he was like he's like that 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 orange or that apple you pick up, and you see that little brown spot, and you put your finger through, it and you're like, oh, nope, not not buying that one. Then you put it back on the shelf. Just just bruised fruit, bro. He you couldn't you couldn't do anything with them because you bring them in. All right, let's let's say Vince says, all right, let's give him a chance, right? But he didn't want to get the... If, if I remember correctly, I don't remember. But wasn't it that he didn't want to get the surgery? That, like, he had a chance... It was on his shoulder. And that he had an injury. It was a bad shoulder. He didn't get it fixed. And then the doctors was like, 
you know, you could get it. You don't have to have surgery to fix it. And that they were like, get the surgery to fix it. And he was like, I don't want to get the surgery to fix it. And that, if I remember, if off the top of my head, I remember that was the impasse that he was, that they wouldn't medically clear him, even though everyone else cleared him and said he was fine with it. He didn't have to get it. But their doctor was like, no, we won't clear you unless you get it worked on. And if, now think about if, it. If and mind you, we, how long has it been since we watched the documentary? But if I remember, because that was the part where he, punched, it again where he punched the steering wheel and was like, yeah. "It's a shoulder, it's an effing shoulder," and he was like, yeah. "Damn you, Triple!" And I don't know if it was Vince McMahon or Triple H, but I feel like it was Triple H. He was pit. Remember, he was like punching the wheel. Mm-hmm. He was oh, like, man, "Damn you, it's your fault." Why did you take this away from me? Why did you take it away from me? Remember, he was like blaming AIDS, like that. Yeah, he's yeah, the like it was their fault. That and it was like was just a, he was just an angry man. He was just an angry man there. I'm sure he regrets all bro, that. But he was working at a Seven Eleven, the yeah. UK Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's tough, bro. To go from it's Ring tough. of Honor World Champ. Remember that, that? That's how it ended too. Remember how bleak it was. Remember, I told you like, does this end with a suicide pill? What the hell? Because <laughs> remember, it ended with him just being like, well. I went from Ring of Honor World Champ to I work here now. It's a nine to five. It was like, yo, what the hell? This is the most depressing video ever. Oh. It's crazy. No, he gave he You're gave washing his body back up. all these memories now. I'm sorry. Like, oh, I'm I forgot sorry. about how depressing he, that was. He gave his body up for Ring of Honor. That's and the that worst. style. Yo. That style is proven. That Ring of Honor style, the mid two thousands. That style proved to do a lot of damage to guys. Look at Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson lost years, even in the E, even in the E, because he was already battered and bruised from working in Japan as the American Dragon, then working in that Ring of Honor style where dudes are beating the absolute. It's like having Sheamus versus Gunther every night. And every match. Like you have every match, every night. And if it's you two guys who are both lightweight, they're flipping and flopping all over the ring, landing yes. on their skulls. Correct. But those big going. heavyweight bouts like Nigel Joe or something Whoa, like that. Remember dude. the Monster Squad year one when the Monster Squad, when 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 uh, Monster Mac and, and, um, Moff. and Moff were just murdering people? Squad. Yeah, the Hit Squad. But they're just murdering people. Moff still people. wrestles that way. I don't know if you've seen Dan Moff recently. Yeah, he does shows Moff. for... Uh, N.E.W. He's the N.E.W. No, champion. No, uh, Magic Pro Wrestling is Ma- Pro Wrestling Magic. Who cares about that? N.E.W. But he does. But he does their shows all the time, and I'm hitting, yes, and like them yes. show. He does hardcore matches and stuff there all the time. Yes, Dan Moff is like a freaking brick. He's house solid. Now. He still looks solid. He's, but I feel like he's bigger than he was back in the day. But it's like I I added three more traps to my traps, and my my my. There's no fat. It's just muscle. Yeah. But it's like there is fat, but there's muscle on top of that fat over the muscle. <laughs> it's like, bro, how did you buff up your fat? Like what? And he's he's knocking the piss out of dudes. Like I I'm, know. I'm just like, and that's Moff style. So I'm just thinking in my head. Imagine he was working all those Ring of Honor years. He probably wouldn't even be working right now because that style takes brutal years. It's like smoking cigarettes. It takes years off your life, bro. It takes years off your career. It's supposed you're supposed to be able to do it in the next town over. If you can leave that ring and you're like, I can barely walk. There's a problem. There's a problem in the style you're working, but I got it. That was what those people wanted back then. And these guys are paying for it now, but yeah, man, uh, I think like you said, it'd probably be back for the Europe thing or he'll probably get a commentary job. Who knows? Maybe he'll, 
go back to Impact. Desmond Wolf commentary. Who knows? Something yeah, like so, that. So speaking of Impact, and uh, Impact makes me think of uh, the man who almost once, the man who once said, "Let me win the X Division title and beat everybody, then I'll just retire as champ, and you guys will take the belt back." Actually, pitched that as creative, Sammy Ooh. Guevara. Big up to Sammy Guevara. You don't remember that? Hold on, hold on. He said what? That was his pitch to Impact when he when he got sent home from Impact. His pitch was let him win the X Division belt, beat everybody, go undefeated, and then he'll retire the champ. When was this? Before AEW? Look it up. It was like right when he first got into AEW. That Impact A, A Impact sends home Man. Sammy Guevara. Maybe I'm conflating the story, but I'm pretty positive that was like it was something crazy like that. They wanted to beat everybody, win the belt, and Sammy Guevara versus Drago Impact tw- July twentieth, twenty seventeen. So he's working there. What? I was not watching it. Impact Explosion in a tag team match no, with no, no, Richards. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Not- Taiji Ishimori. The fact that the the Japanese always sent guys there is is insane. Sammy Guevara Impact controversy raises questions. About AEW's Forbidden Door. Nope, this is from 2021. Get get out of here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, 2021. Yes, 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 yes. It's recent. That's what I'm saying. It's more. It's way more recent than AEW late. AEW is reportedly... Oh, my Lord. Okay. It's Forbes. They don't want me to read this. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Oh, gotta love, gotta love live nonsense on the air. Yep. Hit the copy. You son of a gun. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. All right, all right. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it, Vern. Forget it. I was trying to read it off off Forbes. Okay. AEW. This is from comicbook.com. All right. One of these sites. <laughs> Earlier this year, Sammy was, Gravara was written off of television by quitting the inner circle over mounting frustrations with MJF. During his absence, a number of reports came out that stating Gravara was supposed to have a short run in impact. Tying into an ongoing storyline between the two companies involving Omega, Khan, Hardy, and a private party. But those plans never came to fruition of League because of disagreements surrounding Guevara's booking. In a new interview with The Zone, Steve Mulhausen this week, Guevara explained what happened. I think it got blown away out of proportion, Guevara said. Basically, some stuff was presented to me. I didn't feel like it worked for me and for what Sammy Guevara is, so I declined that. Then they declined to want to use me or whatnot, so that's totally fine. It was amicable. Almost of this, us agreeing like, okay, this is business. Maybe we'll work some out in the future. Then all of a sudden, it wound up on the dirt sheets and it blew up. I wish you could have stayed close to the vest, he continued. I felt like it wasn't necessary for any of this to become public knowledge because it was done behind doors. So we open the doors for everyone to see, but it is what it is. It doesn't say anything about it. It just plugs the blood and guts match. Okay, I, so I, I, I got it right here. Creative I, differences. All right, I got it right here. Per Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Oh, Lord. Sammy Mr. Guevara Meltzer. was supposed to be at the tapings at one point. The deal was he would be he would appear here while he quit the Inner Circle. Obviously, he's coming back as a babyface to feud with the Inner Circle. They were taping 2-9 and 2-11, and Guevara came. The basic details were that he didn't like the creative. Chris Jericho is the one who put the angle together with Callis. Jer- uh, made Jericho look bad to impact because he made Callis came up with the idea. Then Guevara didn't want to do it. Scott Demore told Guevara they didn't need him. When he arrived in Nashville, if he didn't follow the plans, he had already been agreed to. Impact was really mad at about AW sending talent over, then putting plans in place, and then the talent wouldn't do the plan. Mm. Uh, Impact and AW didn't respond. Blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Oh, see, that's it, man. Oh, maybe it was just rumor then. Listen, but that was a big rumor online the at the time. You're probably in the basement. The, the big rumor at the time was that Sammy. That was Sammy's pitch. Sammy's pitch was so, he's beat everybody. So let's let's stay on this uh, narrative. Sammy, I, I wouldn't call him a heat seeker. I wouldn't call him a troublemaker. He's young. But drama seems to always find Sammy. So let's talk about. We we got this one now with El Idolo with Andrade, right? And Andrade, I'm saying it right. Or is it Andrade? Let me see. No, Andrade. 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 Andrade is how the Portuguese say it. Andrade is how they say it. Andrade. There's an R there. Andrade. You gotta roll the tongue. So he had this current beef, but before that, Eddie Kingston, correct? Mm-hmm. He had a tiff with Eddie Kingston. Uh, he was the guy who said, um. Will you marry me to his girl that he was with for Mad Long? In ring, in ring, in ring, in ring. ring, In front front of of a crowd, in front of a television audience. And then broke up with her because he was clapping the cheeks of his co-worker, who he then married within the same year. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's doing a shock face, y'all, on the audio version. Sammy and Tay? A good Christian relationship like that? Okay, they're now married. That doesn't matter. I feel like he had other controversies. This impact thing you're telling me about. Oh, you're talking about the Sasha Banks impact? The, the, the Sasha, the Banks, Sasha controversy? Banks controversy? Sammy seems to always find himself in some... Uh, the, other, the other controversy when his diss to somebody was um, your mom is black? That one? Mm. Okay. That controversy? I didn't, I didn't know that one. Oh, you didn't know about that one? I, I kind of don't even want to talk oh, about oh, it. Right you, now. You know, oh, I can look it up for you if you want to hear him say no, it. No, thank you. No, thank you. That was his insult. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Andrade, oh, okay. el, Andrade el idolo. So listen, so, I'm just saying, but that's part of the reason why I hear all the Sammy drama, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm good. You're not good with me. You, you, it's all right. You can get snuffed. Yeah, it's all right. You don't, yeah. you don't talk some slick stuff. And listen, you, you, everybody deserves to get slapped every once in a while. Yeah. So let's talk about. Speaking of a good slap, let's talk about Guevara and el idolo. AEW Semi Guevara, Andrade, Andra, Andrade, there we go. El Idolo engage in social media war words. Let's start with this part because it started on Twitter. Started on Twitter, and then we'll talk about what happened. Um, it's unknown whether the online confrontation is based in reality or not, which is another way of saying we don't know if it's a shoot or a work. So we're going to go with shoot based off what we know afterwards already. This was on October 4th by Josh Nason for the figure four wrestling online.com. And what is either an elaborate work toward a future storyline? Nope. Or another real life backstage issue that has come to light. AEW Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo took to Twitter Tuesday to engage in a social media war of words. The issues appear to have started with a Spanish language interview. Andrade did Monday where he mentioned that the only wrestler he has ever had a problem with is Guevara. Andrade claimed that Guevara complained he hit him both too hard and too frequently in an unspecified match. Andrade said that he told Guevara that it's just wrestling, and if he hit Guevara too hard, he should do the same to him. He said he talked to Guevara without any physical altercation and asked if there was a problem to which Guevara said there isn't. The two have shared a ring three times in AEW this year, a February singles match, a March three-way with Darby Allen and a six-man tornado match at March's Revolution. It is unknown which specific match Guevara is alleged to have complained about. On Monday night, Guevara tweeted the following, which is assumed to be towards Andrade. 
This tweet on October 3rd, 10.07 p.m. says, You are a jobber, a favor hire. Be grateful, bitch. On Tuesday morning. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. spicy. That was spicy. So spicy. Why is it spicy? It was yeah. so spicy out of the random. Just a random, yep. through a random shot out the spicy. Yeah. Okay. I bet that was like, I'm going to watch this interview. Oh, this, this jobber, this favor hire, this ungrateful bitch. That's what that was. On Tuesday morning, Andrade treated towards this towards Guevara in response. I said it to your face. This was at October 4th, 9.46 a.m. I one. said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names, and I'm not scared to get fired. Hashtag Sammy. Before we continue, <laughs> before we continue, before we continue. Yo, Andrade? Andrade's a real one. Andrade was so, like, I'm a real one. Before we continue, did he tweet that? Did he type that out? Or was it Charlotte who tweet, tweet, typed that out Ooh, for him? Ooh, why you got to go there for? Why you got to get at Mr. Flair like Yo, that? Yo, wait, wait, wait. So we have it. We have a stop it. A stop it, Vern. A stop it. Okay? We have wait, it on this why podcast. You, wait, why, you, why you know? Wait, what, what's this thing? Why you know? Why you Why you know? Oh, God. Come on. Wait, how do you, you know? You lost it. It's, it's how you know. How you know? How you know? <laughs> Listen. That's the thing he says. How you know? We have poked fun at Andrade's, oh, Andrade's horrible lack use, of English. Lack of English or not, not zero knowledge of the English language of him. That's why I said this is this is written pretty yeah, well. I hear so you. They, I got it. Google Translate. You think he was like he spoke into the phone and phone uh, was like, yeah, and then it, it fixed it for him. True, true, true. Okay. All right. Guevara then retorted, denying an altercation took place and taking shots at Andrade for supposedly wanting to return to WWE. Sammy tweeted out an hour later. It was a spicy morning, October 4th. I know. An hour later, he says, you didn't say shit to me, you liar. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or are you or mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all you know you want to do and fuck off. Now, I'm only <laughs> saying these words. Usually we censor these. But this is quote tweet, so I'm just saying what the tweets say. Chill, I'm um, sweating over here. It's getting spicy. So another person that I just thought of that he also got into a Twitter war with was Donovan Dijak because he was doing the Feast Your Eyes. Sammy Guevara's move is GTH, go to hell, which is the shining wizard, not shining wizard, the burning hammer into the knee. Okay. That is, the, that is Donovan Dijak's Feast Your Eyes. He was doing that on the indies for years. He started doing that as his finish in the WWE as well. But Sammy's retort was... I get to do it on TV and you're never on television. So I was like, damn, I got to find that tweet for you. Remind me to find that for you later because they had a little war to words on Twitter. So, so Sammy Guevara's Twitter fingers have been on fire for a minute. Okay. So let's get back to Andrade. Andrade then said he will see Guevara Wednesday and tease another confrontation. So Andrade tweeted 20 minutes later at 11 11 he was waiting he was waiting was on it they, he was refreshing he was sitting there mm, mm, hold on let me get my hand in there mm, mm, mm. what'd he say is he there yet no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, no no mm. get rid of the mentions get rid of the mentions i'm trying to see what he's talking about the timeline right because he never met he never added him he goes so andrade says okay i'm a liar laughing emoji see you on wednesday I'll tell you to your face again. And nothing you say that you do not have any... Wow, that's Andrade. See, he wrote it. That's Andrade. <laughs> he typed that. He typed that. And nothing you say that you do do not have any problem. Huh? Um, nothing you say do... And nothing you say that you do not have a problem. 
and nothing you say proves that you do not. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm not gonna try and I'm not even gonna try and figure it out because we'll be here for another hour trying Seriously. to figure out what he said. Further adding to this confusion as to the legitimacy of all this is Andrade's on-screen companion, Jose the assistant, confirming Andrade's account of things. I was there. Jose the assistant tweeted before Andrade tweeted that out and before the cursing tirade from uh, Guevara at 10.51. Jose the assistant said, I was there and can confirm this incident happened. Andrade El Idolo gave an honest interview about his thoughts on AEW, his upcoming AEW Rampage match with his AEW career on the line and more. Good thing no one in AEW can translate Spanish to insert to English uncensored. That's what he says. Um, however, Andrade and Guevara are not... The, the fact that this article thinks that at, at some point this could have been a, a work, I think that was just them trying to um, protect their butts. Okay, so he was supposed to work Dark Orders 10. Yep. In a mass versus a career match. Mass versus career match, which had like no real build. Um, Look, Tony which, Khan was really trying to do something special. He explained it on the radio, okay? If you'd listen to that Fed Shield, you would know that there was a reason, all right? Tony Khan explained it. Go ahead. Go so ahead. why wasn't it with the guy whose mask he ripped off at the end of the show when he had that trios match? And he ripped the dude's uh, mask off. Why, why you got to go bringing up old stuff for? Why you always okay, got to go bring right, up old on, stuff? Moving on, moving on, moving on. So, same site, figure four online. Sammy Guevara Andrade warned about a warned by AEW about not fighting. Altercation details emerged. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? They got called into the principal's office and told. Can I read it? Can I read it first? Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Let fine. me read it. Let me read it. A consistent story. I want. I want to get all this out, and then you can. You know what I'm saying. A consistent story has emerged regarding who started Wednesday's backstage fight. Both Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo. So, so if people are not following right now, it wasn't a work. It was a straight-up shoot. These dudes did not obviously did not like each other. What they did on Twitter was 100% real. Both Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo were both warned by AEW management on Tuesday about not fighting or else they would be sent home. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez discussed everything they heard in the wake of Guevara, blah, 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 blah. Following their back and forth on Twitter this week, after an Andrade interview where he had said he had an issue with Guevara, Meltzer said both men were talked to Tuesday and were told no fighting or else both would be sent home. In Andrade's case, he was told he would not be fired if he got into a fight. Both agreed and said there would be no issues. Meltzer said he got five different accounts of what happened, three of which were identical, with a fourth pretty close to the other three. The consistent story is that Guevara did not throw any punches or fight back even after Andrade punched him, possibly a sucker punch, according to what Meltzer and Alvarez heard. One account had Andrade spinning Guevara around, Guevara then pushing him, and Andrade punching him. Meltzer said he had heard Andrade was waiting in a hallway for Guevara and got two punches in before it was broken up. He noted that despite the punches, Guevara didn't have any marks on him for his main event match on Wednesday's Dynamite. While Andrade's side is what was originally reported by TMZ, both Meltzer and Alvarez noted that if Guevara threw the first punch and had indeed fought Guevara, he wouldn't have worked the main event. Uh, indeed fought Andrade is what they meant. He wouldn't have worked the main event with Chris Jericho against Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. Andrade was sent home and there was no word on what AEW plans to do with him right now. It was noted that he is under contract for several more years and there is speculation he would like to return to WWE. Part of the reason for his behavior this week. That's speculation, sir. That end of it is is all speculation. 
You, you can't you can't do that, Josh Nason. Um, so go ahead, go ahead. You can your thoughts, sir. I just think it's funny. They got brought in the principal's office. No fighting, boys. No fighting <laughs> okay. now. All right. Shake hands. Shake hands. You don't All see right. what I got behind right. my back. Right. <laughs> and I love the thought that Andrade showed up to work. He was like, yo, 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 Frank. Watch my back, bro. What's I'm up, a, yo? I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to go snuff this I'm dude. So, yo, just, just watch my bag real quick because I'm not even going to get dressed because I'm not even... I'm, I didn't, I'm not even going to yeah, work. Yeah, so, yeah, like... I'm not going to work tonight. I'm just... I told the Uber to wait outside, so I'm, I'm going to go back to the hotel. <laughs> yo, and then Sammy walks in, and I'm just imagining he's like, what? How you oh. know? He just hit him in the shoulder and said, how you, how you know? know? Hey, stop it. Hey, hey, stop it. How you know? <laughs> Pang! So, the story is he connects with him twice, and... Sammy does nothing. And the part that I feel like we're all overlooking is that he still worked the show, right? And, who, uh, who was Gavara in the main did. event? Who was in the main Gavara. event? Gavara. Okay, but who else? Jericho. You you really... And every the part that that story didn't cover is that all the rumors that I've read and that I've heard all say Jericho was one who went to bat for Sammy was like, yep. he didn't do anything, man, all right? He was a victim here, all right, bro? He, he was attacked. And I'm like, yo, I'm sure Sammy Guevara could have had could have had the, the, the Coke resin dripping down his face and Jericho would have been like, nah, nah, that's white chocolate. That's white chocolate. That's he white likes chocolate. the smell of it. He was eating Hershey's. He was eating Hershey's. Hershey's. Because it was his main event and there was... Watching the last two weeks of the worst possible AW in, in forever... Ring of Honor it's pilots. all been non-stop Jericho fantasy booking. I know Tony's a fan, but that's why this whole thing stinks. Because Guevara, even if he got beat up, I don't remember the last time in, 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 in a, at a fight in work where you and me get into you a fight at work, to work and, and the you boss, still get to work. The boss says, all right, Frank, go ahead. You go to work. That, je- that, that Vern, that Vern's a piece of trash. Vern's out of here. Vern's, Vern's out of here. here. Vern's going home. But that, so, it just doesn't make sense. And it, Jericho, the ring of Jericho thing is just, it's what's perpetuating this because Sammy Guevara thinks he's a star and thinks he's, he's working with Chris Jericho and the JAS and ah. So I, I, I see, I, well, this is what I see, bro. Guevara, they call, according to TK's mouth, one of the four pillars of AEW, correct? Can oh, you name them? The Can you Spanish name God? Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Um, Hangman Page, right? Hangman Page. Who are we missing? MJF. MJF. The four well, pillars. Well, Britt Baker, Britt, depending what who you ask. Britt Baker or okay. MJF. And Jungle sure. Boy. We're missing Jungle Boy, no? I don't. I don't think Jungle Boy. Let's let's. let's yeah, let's Jungle Boy is one of the pillars. Four pillars of AEW. Uh, term coined by MJF, referencing the four homegrown stars of AEW. Ah, uh, Jesus, come on. This is this is. Just give me the man. Four men. Okay, Darby. Uh huh. Sammy. Jungle Boy and himself. Okay. Yeah, we we said Hangman. Okay. But he's not homegrown. Hangman was in Ring of Honor, so that's yep, why. Yep, 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 so yep. it was Jungle Boy. So Jungle Boy, Darby, Aid, um, MJF, and Sammy. He's one of the four pillars. And All Baker. four pillars. <laughs> DMD. All four pillars. You have. To, if you're gonna say her name, you've got to do DMD afterwards. DMD. You got to do it real quick. All four pillars worked that night. Mm-hmm. I think. He was never going to be off that show, no matter what happened back there. Yeah, agree. No matter what happened back there. Sammy is starting to become that point of untouchable. He got into an altercation with Eddie Kingston. 
They got sent home for a day. Everything was fine. Still on the pay-per-view with his girl. I think they added that match in the pre-show for him, him and his girl. So, so are we going to finally admit that Duke was right when I called him 96 Sean? Come on. I got to put a quack in again. <laughs> Jesus. Damn it. Oh, I did it again. Jesus. I got it. Ah, sorry. One, ten, <laughs> fifty. Yep. Okay. Uh, yes, Vern was right. That he's I was going to mention that. He's book like Sean. He's, he's Sean Michaels. He's Sean Michaels. I think TK has a spot in his heart for Sammy Guevara. I think he really likes him as a person. I mean, he showed up to his wedding, right? He showed up to his wedding as a guest, as an invited guest. He um, paid for it. <laughs> I mean, with the money that he, <laughs> he, he gives both of them. So I think Sammy is at the point where he's untouchable. And I was going to ask you, He's got that Sean mentality. Sean had a lot of issues in the mid-90s with guys. He was to the point where they had a lot of power. The clique as a whole had a lot of power to do what they pleased backstage. Sammy's to the point where he's kind of untouchable. I saw some article that also said it was out a day ago. He's done with the backstage drama, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. So I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it like this, Vern. I'm going to give you the scenario. Sammy and Andrade have that back and forth. Mm -hmm. See you Wednesday. Sammy tweets Jericho. Let me grab my phone. He tweets Jericho. You be Jericho, all right? Uh We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna text, okay? You got your phone on you? Uh We're gonna text back and forth. Hey, hey Jericho, did you see this S H I T? Send. And then you're gonna respond as Jericho and say, No, hey man, yeah, I didn't. Hey, okay. Andrade, whoa, this thing says incorrect attempts. I'm not even, okay, let's not really <laughs> open my phone up now. And it goes, hey, this guy Andrade was talking all this smack about me, about complaining and all that, and he says he's going to fight me on Wednesday. Send. So you as Jericho go, hey, man, just don't hit him. I got your back. Okay? So Sammy, mm-hmm. because what man, what man, Vern, would have a tiff like that on Twitter. Talk so spicy. Talk so spicy. Call them all those words and then go, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to fight you. He got direction from a guy who's been in backstage fights before and seen what is done for him, right? Jericho's claim, not claim the fame, but oh, he fought, he fought Goldberg, right? He fought Goldberg and didn't get in trouble, right? Correct. Jericho was like, don't hit him. Don't hit him. Let him do whatever he wants. Guevara probably didn't like something that he said. Gave him that push like it's reported. Andrade got two. Fight got broken up. Done deal. Andrade was finna lose and be gone anyway. So TK sent out a tweet about an hour or so before Dynamite and said the match between 10 and Andrade is off. And then they said something else was going to replace it. When I saw that, on Wednesday, while I was at training last week, I said, oh, they must have gotten into a fight. Because yeah. I didn't read any articles about them fighting. I read Tony Khan's tweet that said, Andrade's off the Rampage show. I was like, oh, he's off the Rampage show. Something happened. What happened? And then, then it finally came out. So I believe Guevara was coached to not do anything by Jericho. Jericho went to bat. Jericho got him off scot-free. Just like you said, you were saying. As always, you have presented me with a conspiracy that I can buy that. That actually makes legitimate sense. <laughs> I promise you. That's, I, I, that's what I'm here for. It's what I'm you, here for. That's a conspiracy I can get behind because 
it would make sense why yo you talked all that smack and then when you finally got a chance to fight you just didn't you didn't put your hands up right it's like ah yeah dude okay I don't want to go too far into it. That beef was crazy. It's just something else. You know, we cover all the nonsense, all the drama backstage as well. So I figured it'd be touch something we touch on. So we're about an hour 15 in. Yeah, man. You want to talk wrestling? Let's please, right? We've been talking <laughs> about all the nonsense. So we had a we had two pay-per-views this weekend. But before before that, let's do the go-home show of SmackDown. We'll be, we'll be real quick. I just have some quick notes about sure. uh, what happened. On there. Yeah, man. So Legado del Fantasma. We were just talking about Spanish wrestlers. It's Hispanic heritage much. Let's keep let's keep the Espanolis happy. Okay. Espanolis, wow. You love that? Is that is man, that how you say it? Oof. Ooh, is that bad? I'm I don't canceled? know. I don't I'm know. That here. may that may get you brought up so on that you may ruin the algorithm with that one. Cancel culture? Yeah, we're gonna get that one view <laughs> on that, just like the other video that's not up right now because because WWE refuses. No, no, in all seriousness. Um, Legado del Fantasma, I was waiting for this. They debuted on yeah. SmackDown on last Friday, uh, about a week ago, 10-7, with Zelina Vega. They didn't have the other girl. I can't remember her name for the life of me. Uh, she's probably still Raquel, down there in No, something Lopez. Something Lopez. Electra? Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. Thank you. Um, I liked how it looked. Zelina got physical with B-Fab from Hit Row. All the Legado guys got their stuff in. They... they they dropped hit row like a bad habit. They looked they look strong as a unit. Zelina had something like this before with Andrade. And ooh, this was during pandemic, so I'm having trouble to oh, remember. Wow. I was like, I didn't know that. She had it was Andrade, and I feel like it was the guys that are in Los Latarios right now. So the tag that had tag team. Give me a second. I'm gonna look it up. But she had that, and it was they was beefing with Street Profits and Bianca when they were had no problem with putting Bianca next to Montez Ford. Um, yes, managerial role. Give me a second. Give me a second. Zelina and Andrade were drafted to Raw. Uh, Vega and Almas. Vega and Almas now were named Andrade. Drafted to the Raw brand. Angel Garza. New tag team partner, Angel Garza. Uh, so maybe it was just them three. I could have sworn they had... Um, Umberto Carrillo as well. Wait, what, be, what was his name wrong. in the Fed again? Andrade Cien Almas. That's I was like, wait, you called him Alma. I'm sitting there going, wait, why'd you call him? Yeah, that? Andrade I Andrade forgot. Cien Almas. That's how they wrote it in the Wikipedia page. Right I forgot about Cien Almas. But okay. she had a, she had a stable like this before. Copy. But I feel like with with Santos Escobar, um, what's his name now here? Joaquin Wild oh. and uh, the other t- the other one. <laughs> I can never remember the other one's name. Shay said it to me the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, that is his name," and I can't remember it. But they're all fantastic. They're all they're all great workers. Um, look at me. Can't remember you, the you, names. I can't remember the names. I'm, I'm not saying they're memorable workers. Santos is memorable. I know Joaquin Wilde as DJ Z. That was like I, I remember DJ Z. I remember his Zima, his, his Zima first Ion name. when he worked AIW. Yeah. So I've so I've I've known him for a while, and when he was with them with Bromans, uh, in in Impact, oh. D, he was DJ Z. So that's why I remember him. I just can't remember the other dude's name for the life of me. They all came out donned in masks. I don't know if you saw that. They all came out. They donned in masks. Oh, they, yeah, they, they came out the with the, they came off. out with their entrance. They came out with their their NXT yeah. entrance. Yep, suits and all that. Oh, it I great. loved. Listen, it I loved great. that they came out with with the NXT stuff. Uh, to your question before, Raquel Lopez, 
Uh, reports were they don't think she's ready. So instead of Alexa rushing, Lopez. Alexa, excuse Alexa me, Lopez. Alexa Lopez, instead of rushing her up, reports were they're going to keep her down there for a little bit more and, and polish her up before they sure, send her. Because what, what this seems like they're going to do is give a big role to the to the woman. Yeah, well, so and, and Zelina is a perfect girl. Zelina is, and and she, and again, I like the fact that, but I do like the fact that they figured let's refresh the gimmick. Like we got a chance to yeah. redo the gimmick. Like let's yeah. change something about it. Because uh, let's let's be honest, pandemic wrestling in the Thunderdome and in front of nobody. Because they were doing that in front of nobody when it was just they were killing it though, and they were killing it though. Fans dressed as chairs, and it and it sucks because they didn't get to do it in front of anybody. Yeah. So let's do it again. Let's reboot it with these fresh faces that we have. Let's put Zelina back there because the people know her as Queen Zelina, and they've seen her as Zelina Vega when she was teaming with and Carmella. And she could talk her, she could talk a tail off. I, I won't, yep. I won't hate. Yep. She could talk a tail off. Yes, she can. So I, I want to see where this goes. It's a good start. Agreed. Um, I'm sure tomorrow, because it's 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 Thursday now. I'm sure tomorrow they're gonna have them featured again, probably a match or something. Yeah. But um. Let's move on from that. Just wanted to touch on that real quick. Yeah. So just real quick, how do you, how do you feel about them get, getting over so strong on not over strong, but getting over on Hit Row after Hit Row's just debuted in a few <clears throat> weeks ago, and Hit Row's really just been bouncing back and forth with MMM. Hit Row, right, right. So I feel like H is building his teams. He's building tag teams because I feel like we're now now tag team wrestling is going to get more attention than ever before because now it's a guy who. Like Vince, who was just like, I want individual stars. I don't need teams. If there's a team that's over and I've got to run with it, sure. But now you've got a guy who just embraces all of professional wrestling and realizes how important uh, tag team wrestling is. So he knows he has to build a solid roster on both shows. You know what I'm saying? So with, with that, that's why you need to have multiple teams. And what better way than to get over on some fresh baby faces as opposed to the New Day, right? Who, who would it be? It'd be the New Day. The Brawling Brutes have their own deal with Imperium, right? So you can't you can't let them touch, right, with the yeah. Brawling Brutes. You, the pub, you gotta go uh, with Hit Row here. Uh, God, what? Imp- they're not the Impact players. Um, who you thinking Montez, of? And, Montez Ford. Street Profits. Street Profits, thank you. You could have done that. You could have done that. But I feel like the Street Profit... Oh, and Montez is hurt. Montez oh. had a walking boot on Monday. Oh. Yeah, he was in a walking boot. So, and Angelo Dawkins worked solo. Okay, okay. I think that was two Mondays ago, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha, okay. But yeah, so so you can't do anything with Montez right now. So that's why it's kind of like, if there is anybody, why not hit row? I'm sure they were in the meeting having the discussion like we are right now. Yeah, like, yeah, who yeah, can yeah. they debut up, up against? And it gives something for hit row. So I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, it gets. Oh, I'm not, of, I'm not asking a negative. Way. I was just wondering what, you, what your feelings were on it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I don't feel like it buried hit row. Oh, okay, or Tommy. Like that. All right, Tommy. I get it. You liked it. Jesus, stop telling me you liked it, Tommy. Fine. <laughs> you said it four times already. You made your point. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> it was great. It reminded me of ECW. <laughs> Uh, no, in, in, in ECW one time we did uh, three guys and a girl. We we actually started uh, that before stop. us. Did you hear today? No. Woman in the cage today. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't hear today's rant. I was not listening to it after like ten o'clock. I was all Man. set. I was all set. You annoy me. You will listen. You will watch garbage on the ring. But then I'm like, listen to this. Nah. No. Nope. I'm good. No. I'm no, cool. No. No. I'm cool. 
Dang I'm it. Sorry. Dang it. Mark that right there. Mark the time right now. Time stamp yourself oh, right there. I just Lord. did it Two again. I just did it again. Dang Two it. I didn't. I, this yes. This, Dang this on. Season. Sorry. I mean, this, this, this week. Oh my lord! All right, one. I did it low that time. Twenty-two. But, yeah. I still, I, I'm still gonna get the quack in there. Yeah. I right, go to one twenty-two thirty. Okay. Sorry, so I won't do it again. We were talking. We were just talking about the maximum male models. I feel like the maximum male models are about to flounder out. I really? Think, I think the gimmick. I think the gimmick's almost done, unless they they do something with Maxine. But Max Dupree is no more. My I, boy. So- my boy, who who was out there talking about titillating the juices or something like that. Tilling your guilty pleasures. The guilty pleasures is no longer there. It's not Max Dupree. He turned, he went back to LA night. Yeah. Back to his old gimmick. <laughs> but the way and he did it, it was in a 30 second pre-tape. He was just standing there and just like, he's like, I'm sick of this. It's <laughs> not me. Like, <laughs> like sometimes. Hey, but listen. it was so funny how he instantly, Turned it on. <laughs> turned on L.A. Night. Just L.A. Night immediately. Just turned on L.A. Night. I, I don't know. It, it. I think it was just like, how else do we explain this? Here. You don't. Here it is. Because they've been on TV. They, as soon as the models debuted, they've been on TV every week. Yeah. And I think it's been about maybe like six six weeks. I and don't they remember caught when L's we first and they were catching L's like they were playing Tetris. I don't remember. I don't. Know, I don't remember them winning. I don't remember them winning at all. I don't remember them winning a match I, I, either. But they were over to me. The one finger tag, boop. The the bump, the, the shoulder tackle. The gimmick. With you the like? Pose. We like the gimmick. I like the. I thought the. I thought the gimmick, the gimmick had legs. Cool. It was. The, you had. They were creative. They were creative with the runway walk over the guy's the back. Walk. Yes, the double. The double pose. They embraced it. So uh, that's why I can appreciate it. They're dudes who didn't poo poo on the gimmick and just say, "Oh, whatever. We're models now." They were like, "Okay, we're models. What can we do?" And they they got creative with it, so I that's why I like it. But I feel like I don't know what what are they going to be able to do now without 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 L.A. Knight? You think they lost something? I don't know how what Maxine Dupree can bring that's going to help them go back. They're going to be a tag team, I feel like, for a yeah. while. What, and I what feel does like they're going to split. Where, where did she come from, Maxine Dupree? She's she? NXT. She's NXT. She was NXT. Was she, I don't remember her I name. I don't remember her character. What, what was she on NXT? I don't, like, um, I'll get it for you. Because I just feel like she just came out of nowhere one day on the show. Yeah. I'm trying to remember her name. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm trying to find it. The Maximum Male Models, man. Yeah. Uh, Sophia, under the name Sophia Cromwell. She was in NXT 2.0. Sophia Cromwell, where she was a manager. Mm, no, I don't remember her. No. Uh, I bet. You know what I think? I think she was a part of that. She was a model. Oh, wait. She's she, a, she was a legit a model. She was doing, she, I, she was I just remember girls. now. She was with Robert Stone, and they were with Von Wagner. That's who she was with. I just okay. remembered now. You said manager. She was with Von Wagner. Okay. So I think she was a part of that group. That yep. came in the one we announced on the show. Remember the one we announced on? Wow, and she got a call up that fast. I think so. Let me make sure. Ah, uh, no, no, she she was a part of the 2021 class. Yeah, she was a 2021. And class. she's a legit model, and she's on TV already. Hey, there you go. She must wanted to use her. She must have progressed. So, yeah, yeah, good for her. So yeah, um, okay. I think unless they do something with her. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how how far that how much legs it has now because I, I feel you. like I feel <clears> like <throat> you could have went you could have went to Max starting to wrestle, 
six mans, stuff like that. Had some ways. I'm not saying trios. I didn't say trios. There's a difference. I said six mans. I didn't say trios, okay? There's a huge difference. So, yeah, let's move on. Um, the Bloodline segments from last Friday. I'm not talking about this past Monday where my man Sami Zayn stole the show again, but I'm talking about... Run of his career. Just, Can we just say run of his career? I, that's what I wanted to talk about, He's on a really. career run. He's on a career run. So, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this real quick. Sami Zayn... The Sami Zayn wrench into the Bloodline engine has been amazing amazing he brought new life to the gimmick so bloodline was been doing their thing right they've been doing their thing sammy had his match at wrestlemania with johnny knoxville since then and when he started this whole i'm a i'm a tag along for the bloodline i'm just an i'm just a guy who wants to get coffee like i was just a guy who wants to hang his out stock his stock Joe. has risen has risen it, it's like like this his stock and he's playing. He's just playing the fan, the, the friend who's tugging at your arm, going yo 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 yo. Let me let me say something. Now, I don't. Now, I'm, I'm, we're just gonna update the story. They had a segment with Logan Paul, and it, even they almost got Roman the Geek. They almost got uh, they <laughs> Sammy. Got Logan Paul Sammy got Logan Paul to geek. Sammy got Logan Paul yes. to break. Calling him number two because they're the ones and all that. And it he's was, it was a giant number two that's gonna get dra- scraped off Correct. the bottom of someone's boot. The last time we talked about them, we were talking about take off the shirt, ooze. I mean, like, the 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 tension that you felt for Sammy there, then he got the honorary ooze shirt, to where now Roman is like, talk to Sammy. Don't don't bring that problem to me. Deal, deal with Sammy. Sammy got it. It's like, whoa, how did he rise in the ranks that fast. Well, as Sammy said, you know like, what Roman and I were hanging out, like, we do that kind right. of thing. We do you that know, from time he, to time. He, the way he's just suddenly like, you know, we're doing our thing. We do our thing. We do, and we you're just, just like, what is he like? He does. It's almost like it, it really feels sitcom at times when he does yes. it, right? But in a natural way that doesn't feel like a hiyuk or like, all right, I know you're, right, you're playing along. Hokey. Like, it just feels like he's like, yeah, we hang out. A lot. Something we do. Yeah, but but we you know. But let's not talk about that, guys. Anyway, like Right. So good. And his so tension good. with yo, his tension with with with, the, the, with Jay and Jimmy. Oh the Jay, dynamic Jimmy. with Jay and Jimmy. Yes. How they're twin brothers. One gets along with them so well. They got their own little handshake. He smiles whenever he talks. He He always laughs. He always protects him. He always stands up for him. Then he goes to Jay, and Jay's just Straight laced, disdain, pissed every time he sees him. <laughs> Jay, that face we put on the screen last uh, time. It's it, it's so good. Whoever's whoever's writing this bloodline story, they've got it. They've yo, got it. Chef's kiss. My man they've got Jay, it. when Jay was just like, yo, you could really do that to me, Ooze. You you could really make me you you could really make me do that, Ooze. Yo, when he was just talking through his teeth and he's just like, for real, for real though. I was like, man, now, now like did you that see, real tension, though. Did you see this past Monday? Uh, no, I've yet to. I've, I've yet to. I've got. I've got to go back and watch it. So Roman, Roman was going to address. He's like, it's usually the loudest ones in the room that are the weakest. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm looking at Sammy, because like it's funny, because it's Roman. It's in New York. Wait, you were, you were there. Yeah, no, 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 I was. But I'm saying, but I haven't watched. I haven't gone back to watch it. You didn't watch it watch, on TV. Like so, part on of me. TV. The, the the watching it in person is one thing, but I was like, I because people like you just said something happened on the show, and I was like, 
I didn't see that. And I'm thinking maybe some <laughs> stuff happened. They didn't show on the Tron. I, forgot, I don't know. I forgot you were there. We yeah. should have talked about that. I forgot you yeah, were nah, actually we, we at could the talk about that. Yeah, we could talk about it later. Yeah, but that's yeah. fine. That's fine. No big deal. Um, but Roman said, you know, because it's, it's different watching it live than watching it at home on TV. Because on TV, they tell you what to pay attention to. While at, at live, you, you're watching everything. You're watching that the crowd. Roman pop was real. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. That I Roman pop that now. was real. I mean, Roman was over in 2015 when we saw him at TLC, and my wife went nuts for him, but he was still rocking the vest. He wasn't in God mode yet. Brother, when <laughs> this dude said Usi, that New York crowd was Uzi. like, Usi? They were just like, Usi. That Usi chant got over. Right. See, you're not really being kind of Usi. Like, it got over. So Roman's like, yo, they'll use it the loudest. That's the weakest. And he's like, Jay. And. You probably couldn't see it from where you're sitting. That's, that was the thing I didn't. Yeah, but that was the thing I didn't like because I, you know, Jay's, I, I, I hate Jay's that. Like like, this. Jay's like, Jay's, you know, Jay's got the scowl and he's looking. He, but he starts talking about. It, he's like, his oh, eyes for are real? going back and forth. Like, bro, why is he calling me out right now? Like, what's what's he, what's he trying to say? And then he turned to him, and then Sammy came in. If if I may, if I, I may, saw, I'll say, see and that then, that came and across. Then Paul me. Paul goes, did you just interrupt the tribal chief? <laughs> And then Roman put his hand like, yo, chill. He goes, I'm sorry, my chief. I'm sorry, my tribal chief. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, Paul, masterclass. Paul is, you name me a better second guy, a better manager, a better like sleazy, just car salesman who you know he's lying through his teeth, but you want him to tell you more. But what's crazy is it is a totally different character than what Paul yeah. has always been. Paul for Brock Lesnar was the most cocky, arrogant Son of a bitch, I'll say it, son of a bitch manager that there was. That's not a, a, a threat. That is a spoiler. That is a spoiler. Brock's going to dominate you. Brock this, reigning, defending this. Now, with Roman, he's submissive. He's submissive. He's just a wise man. And I love it. I'd like, I would never think Paul would come off as a submissive person because the way Paul has been, even all the way back to the Dangerous Alliance, you know what I'm saying? He was never that kind of guy. He was always the guy in control. ECW, guy in control. Brock Lesnar manager, guy in control. Even when he was for Claudio for a little bit, guy in control. CM Punk, guy in control. Now he's here with Roman. It's Roman's It's Roman's world. Yeah. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. That's he all it is. He plays it well. He plays it oh, well. So the whole bloodline storyline, it is picked up since Sammy's been there. I can't wait to see where they go with it, man. I'm, I'm tuned in tomorrow on Friday night. Um, so that's all I wanted to talk about on SmackDown. Um, can we go to the actual professional wrestling pay-per-views? We're an hour 30 in. Yeah. Oh, because I mean, because Extreme extreme Rules, we, we, let's, I mean, since we just about SmackDown, let's talk on Extreme Rules and we can end you the show on. Extreme Rules? Well, I think we can end the show Bound with Bound for Glory because our Bound for Glory conversation or experiment will, will be, uh, it'll be more. Sure, we can end off us. it on that. All right, all and right. on so us saying that we're going to eat glass and pretend to like it, so yeah. <laughs> all right, so before we start, I want your overall take on the pay-per-view Extreme Rules. What did you think of it? Without going into detail, just what did you think of it? Overall, I had fun. I, I, I liked okay. the pay-per-view. I got the concept. I thought the crowd was in on it. The crowd was there for it. It made it to be a fun show. Can I, can I tell you? I disagree 100%. Okay. I think the show had some high spots, had some high points, mm -hmm. and had some really low, low points. Oh, that the low stuck lows were bad. Lot, yeah. Oh. That stuck out to the point where it was like, man, it's kind of hurting the show. And that's how I felt. Um, if you want, we can jump right into it. If you don't want to read, read, 
have a rebuttal yeah. or anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. I'll say this. I mean, I, I like the – see, I like the show. The only match that took me out of it was the second match. The Ronda match was really the only match that, that, okay. that really – I'll say the show lulled at Ronda and the strap match. Okay, all right. So but we'll those are the two matches that really – but I but I thought that a placement of it, okay, it was smart placing, but as we'll talk about, the, the, the way the match was booked and laid out, I thought – Eh, you could have done yeah. better with it. All right. Strap so let's match. Start. Just, eh. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. We'll get there. So let's start with these guys. The Brawling Brutes uh, against Imperium. Another great match these dudes had. Well, they gave the crowd what they wanted. They kicked off the show. I'm going to keep it back up there. They kicked off the show. Let me see if I could sneak. They kicked off the show. <laughs> We're off to the left here. For the audio viewers, it's a photo of... Uh, when there was late in the match in this part, uh, they were nose to nose, Sheamus and Gunther, and these guys were getting up from the ground. The rest of the uh, Brutes and Imperium. Uh, this match was a was an absolute banger. After banger, after banger. You, I know you heard Sheamus say that, uh, so it's okay now. Fed said it, so Fed good. I can use the word banger again, right? Banger. After, after banger. banger, after banger. Though I do feel so like no. they're doing their best to try to get that over, and it's just not catching on the no, way. No, they no, think it's, it not, it's not. There's, it's not. The chance not working. Uh, they went 18 minutes. They set the tone of the show. They set the bar. Uh, pun intended. They set the bar because they are the bar, right? They are the bar. You know, you don't. You're not gonna. You're not gonna bar. You're, you're oh, I didn't. I honestly didn't remember that was set a thing. The bar. Is Claudio that, I, and Sheamus, man. I didn't remember. We don't just set the bar. We are the bar. We are the Is bar. That, do they touch fingers? I don't know. I don't do. think they did. They oh, just okay. kind of put their fingers out. They were the bar. Good tag team. Um, but anyway, they set the tone. Um, every time those six are near each other, it's magic. You could you could see the chemistry. Um, not a single one of them are from America, too. Am I correct? Not a single one of them are American. They're all international wrestlers, right? Oh wow. I hadn't considered All of them that. international wrestlers. Wow. Every single one of them. Gunther's Austrian. Kaiser's German. Vinci's Italian. Butch is uh, English. Holland is English. Sheamus is Irish. All international wrestlers. All doing our American sport. And there's such a physical way you have to appreciate it. It's, it's the kind of wrestling I like where it's tough, it's gritty, but it's safe. Yeah. Guys aren't out there like Ring of Honor killing themselves. You know what I mean? Sure. But they're but they're laying it in there, but being safe about it. I, I love yeah, that. What you think about that one? Uh, opening match, had fun. It 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 gave it gave me what I wanted. I, we you knew it was going to be a garbage match in terms of weapons and spots yeah, and stuff like that. Because the, the the story, the, yeah. the stipulation and and now, the stip- and so they they com- they they achieved what was necessary for that match. That match got the crowd hot, got the crowd excited. Everybody was into it. I was there for it. So out of out of all the matches on Extreme Rules, because every match on Extreme Rules had a stipulation of it. That's the whole point of Extreme Rules. The matches get uh, out, not outlandish, but a uh, extraordinary, for lack of better adjectives, extraordinary stipulation to their match. So this one, I love the name, a good old fashioned Donnie Brook match, which is clearly just a tornado tag where anything goes. Correct. It was pretty much ha- p- grabbing five of your buddies, turning on SmackDown versus Raw. 2010, p- popping into controllers and just saying, yo, let's rock. You know what I'm saying? And just playing a tornado tag where y'all all running around beating the crap out of each other. That's what it was. Obviously, it wasn't a video game match because it made sense. Uh, match was great. Good finish. I love the match. The Brutes defeated 
Imperium in the uh, six-man by pinfall. Um, do you want to move on to the match that I absolutely, I mean, you, I we think were everyone texting. hated, everyone hated, we I don't think not a single texting. person liked this match. Um, Liv and Ronda in a extreme rules match. So I'm just going to put, keep, oh, wrong one. I'm going to keep that up. Liv and Ronda. This is the, what we have on the screen is a shot of Liv about to sit on Ronda for her senton through a table. Cause that's what she did. She, she, she sat on her. Um, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan had an Extreme Rules match for the Women's Championship. They went 12 minutes. They should have went eight, Vern. They They should have went eight. You're being generous. They should have went five. So I don't remember in our group chat when I said it, but something happened about three minutes in, and I was like, take it home. So it's just oh, something the about the bat where she went to hit her with the bat and Ronda yes, was Ronda. Yes. My favorite is when Ronda put both her feet up and, and and she swung and hit her in the soles of her feet. And like Ronda was like, look like a little kid, like trying to kick away the wiffle bat. I was like, what? Yeah, What's happening? It was, it was it was giving me vibes of two literally two little kids with the wiffle ball bat who were hitting each other. Because at one point when Ronda smacked her in the butt with the she was spanking her with the stick. It was like a uh, the, the, the paddle. The paddle like dominatrix used. Yeah, but but that's it was still that, was like it was still using. that baseball bat. That's what I was just no, like. No, that's what I'm saying. But she was treating what it like was, it was. But that, what like was the was bat made of? That they were just each touch like, like, uh, I don't I don't know I don't I don't know about you, but Sting carried a bat for years, and when Sting hits you with the bat, Sting hits you with the bat. Okay, if you're gonna use a bat as a gimmick in a match, please use it. Yeah. If you're afraid to lay it in, don't use the bat. Or, you can use the bat in different ways where it hits yet. off the yeah. post or something. Exactly. Something where it looks legitimate. As soon, I'm sitting there with my wife watching it. And my wife's like, oh my God, this looks awful. And I'm like, you want to know why it looks awful, babe? It's because they're making it look fake. That's the problem. Because the they're, they're trying to be safe. They're they're intentionally right. going overly I'm going to swing the bat and slow down and, and tap you with it. You can't when your match is called an extreme rules yeah. match. Yeah. You can't. Ronda is a legitimate fighter. She's going to look tough. Liv Morgan, you need to be, you need to bring the same kind of energy that Ronda's bringing in an extreme rules match. You got to the point where you looked like a softie. The story was you you looked like you couldn't hang with her. And you then you couldn't have, you don't have that instinct to be extreme. And then you did that senton spot to Lacey Evans to show that you can be. So then the match comes and you continue to prove that you can't do extreme rules matches because you are you can't lay stuff in. You make it look hokey. And it's it suffered. I went upstairs as when the match was when the match was going on and I saw the chair spot, the chair spot, I was done. I was done after the chair spot, Vern. She tried to wedge it in. She didn't put enough force to wedge it in. Somebody bumped into the ropes, the chair fell completely out of the ring. It messed up the spot. Ronda's not lunging forward to take the move like they wanted to. So she tries to do like a lung blower with her foot on her back to then catapult her into the chair. So they mess that spot up and then they go back to it and do it again. And then she just takes it in the post. So it, it, it completely the suspension of disbelief gone, gone, take it home. What you, what was, what, what you say? What, what's, what's Conrad say? What say you, what say you? I got nothing to add to that, man. You you nailed it. It was it was I, my my thing was just you swung a baseball bat nine times within the first two minutes of the match. The the baseball bat was swung nine times, and the match was still another nine minutes long. 
longer right. than that. You know what I mean? Like you swung a bat more than twice in the same match. And at, like I told you, you could see where Ronda was like kicking the bat away. It was just silly. Like in wrestling, when it looks like you're just like, ah, 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 you're flailing away. It's just like, you're not in control yeah. of your body. What are you doing? Like you're not, it's mm -hmm. just when you look like you're out of control, then it tells me you're scared. You, you like something's going on that you're for whatever reason you're afraid this person's gonna hurt you so you're reacting like a kid you're just kicking like that was the part for me that did it when i saw her kick her two feet out to the bat and she was like reaching out with her hand like i was, I was like set. what is happening but, i was yeah. all set bro i just i i couldn't i couldn't no. get into it if i can't get into it i don't care no. and you said to me oh you hate watch live morgan matches i i was giving it a chance i said I I I'm not, I will admit I said to my wife I said babe, this is probably gonna be the worst match of the night. I said it's probably gonna be the worst match of the night. And she, even Shay in the group chat was like, "Come on, give it a chance." If anybody in our friend group is Tommy Dreamer, it's Shay. Shay is definitely Tommy everything Dreamer. Everything is always like Vern. You're Shea so hard on it, Vern. You're so right. critical. Stop. Give it a chance. Yeah, give no, it a chance. That, and I'm always no, like, Ugh. no. I gave it a chance. I what did I say? I said I gave it a chance, and then they botched the chair spot, and I was all set. After that, no. I was just like, you know what? No, they, they've lost me with the bat. They lost me with the chair. Table spot was cool. And then in an extreme rules match, Ronda made her tap. But you, you're forgetting to include that she smiled while she was being tapped out. And she no-sold the table to put her into the submission. So this picture that but I'm showing... But she also used the table wedge to choke her with it. Yes. So this, this spot here that she did, which is something I'm starting to notice... And we'll talk about it in Bound for Glory as well, hopefully. Um, I'm starting to notice a lot of workers no-sell stuff just to get to the next thing. I'm starting to notice it's happening more. Oh, like, oh what like do you mean? The finish? When, when people go, oh, oh, time for the finish, 0 to 100. Go, 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 go yep. home. I, it, it's starting to irk oh. me. It's starting to irk me so much. Oh, now, now it's trainer, starting to irk you. Now, now it's starting to irk you. After how many times it? I've been yelled at you and told you this sucks, and you were like, Vern, stop. Look, it goes into it. I'm like, no, you can't just go from zero to a 1,000 to end the match. It makes zero sense to me. So there, there's a shot of, we got up here. There's a shot of Ronda holding the WWE SmackDown Women's title above a passed-out Liv Morgan who smiled before she passed out. Um, so yeah, moving on. Moving Let's on. go to. We don't got to spend long on this. No, Drew and Karen Cross. I did not like this match. This was not. Look, you want to watch a strap match? Look up a strap match in Puerto Rico. Look up a strap match in Puerto Rico. Look up Car Carlos Colon. Any of them cycles. Look up Savio Vega when they're daggone breaking boards. Didn't Savio and Austin have one too? If right? you want to look at WWF one, yeah, but WWF. When one, I think of strap one. matches, I always my mind always goes to Puerto Rico. So those guys knew how to have a strap match. This first the strap match was like 30 feet long. It was ridiculous how long the strap it was. was huge. Strap was huge. And they, they <clears throat> did. Don't get me wrong. They beat the piss out of each other. But I feel but, like they could have done so much but more. They did the stupid. Let's wrestle for 20 minutes before the match starts, which I hate because right, it's put like the strap on and fight. Just put right. it on. Just get the damn thing going. You're not building I, tension. You know, let me ask you a question. Let sure. me ask you a question. Did it matter to you that it was pinfall or submission? Versus touching all four corners? Yeah. Did it matter? No, no, because it being a strap match was in con The strap was too long. There was no tension so in having it being a strap match. So so here's my here's another question of mine. Why was it a strap match? It's supposed to be to keep you from running away from each other. But Karrion Cross wasn't running away. Karrion Cross was always sneak attacking him. 
Why wasn't it a cage match? I have no idea. Okay. Keep them keep him all in. It'd be it a cage match. Keep Scarlet out. It. Keep him in. Correct. I would have I would have taken that. I would have taken that instead. I, literally, of, a strap match. In, you couldn't do a cage in this match, in this show. You couldn't. I know. But you know why it was a strap a match? Pit. Because Drew walked out with a strap that one draw, that one SmackDown. Excuse me. Right. So it's like, I mean, yeah. like, like in this photo, these guys beat the life out of each other. They only went 10 minutes. It was a long 10 minutes. Can I, can I tell you something that I was saying to my wife, too, while I was watching it? I'd rather you not. <laughs> why would you ask me? Of course. Carrion Cross. In kick pads is weird. It's weird to me. His entire look, I, I'll put it back on the screen, trunks and then kick pads. I feel like You miss him it, in the skirt thing? The squirt? No, you yeah, want him in that's the squirt? what I want. I the the trunks is fine. Him in kick pads and wrestling shoes, it maybe it's just me being nitpicky. I feel like it it kind of devalues him. I feel like if he mm. on boots. Makes him look like another, just like a regular guy. Like another guy. He looks like a guy who's going to go out there, like a Brian Cage. That's like a Brian Cage. He looks like he works at the, at the, the car dealership. His hair midway through the match. If Karrion Cross is bald tomorrow on SmackDown, somebody said something to him about his hair after that match. Oh, that was like, it's not a good look. It doesn't look good. It didn't look good at all. I didn't like the match at all. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Karrion Cross either, but I gave this a chance because yeah. the booking, the writing was cool. It was there. How we kept TikTok, blah, blah, blah. The strap didn't make sense to me though. And then their match didn't make sense either. So the match was longer than 10 minutes because 10 minutes is bell to bell. Their segment was probably about 15. Um, but yeah, Karrion Cross went over on Drew McIntyre via pinfall. Do you feel like it did anything for Cross? It set his wife up to drown, have drowned Karrion Cross. I mean, having drowned Drew McIntyre and Mace. Uh-huh. That finish. Can uh. we just can we just say something, right? Just just for the if you got that much police grade mace sprayed in your face, do you know what oh. it would do to your skin and, and eyes? It would have been his eyes would have been like this. <laughs> first of all, his eyes would have been like this. And when I say this for people, I've got both of my fists up over my eyes for the audio listeners. It would be like this. I can't wait to watch the video version of this to see how this looks. Your eyes would be this puffy. Yeah, and your skin would also be like melting because it's like be red. The irritant would destroy you. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that she was just like, and she was like standing over him, like, I'm like, yo. What do you like? Relax. You you sold it. You sold it. Like you're good. It reminded me of college game day. Everyone that when the 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 the, uh, the riot police have the big drum size uh, mace yeah. cans. It yeah, reminded yeah, me of that yeah. when they're just like <laughs> they're just spraying in the crowd. But she was like, I'm just gonna spray this one person in the face. Oh my god. So was, that was, was the tough. that was the part that I'm just like, oh, come on. It's a, yeah. You you messed this up. Yep, 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 yep. Eh, it was just, I don't know. Two for two, though. On her. They're 0 for 2 with her in the finish. Yes. Scarlet, yes. they're 0 for 2 with having her get involved fire, and try to do the, the fire in the mace. Tough. Uh, moving on. Let's go to Bianca and Bailey. Bianca and Bailey. Had a ladder match. Uh, this is the only photo I got of it. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this ladder match? For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca defeated Bailey. So apparently, it's the first ever, the first ever women's ladder match or something. First ever women's one-on-one ladder match. They've okay. had Money in the Bank matches. Okay, okay, that's what but I thought. But it's the I was first like... ever women's ladder match 
Um, that one was for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. So, and I was trying to think back. I'm like, man, never Charlotte, never Sasha, never no. Becky. This I'll say this. One. I think the crowd got up. Like, this helped bring the crowd back to their feet. Yeah. Like, this helped yes. bring the crowd back. Yeah. Was it, is it going to be in my top five, top 10, top 20 for ladder matches? No. No. It was just a ladder match in the show. It was, was it, it was, a, it was a, it was a, a f- for the first time two women go one-on-one, like grading on that, it was a fine ladder match. No one I got think, killed. No one did anything right. egregiously bad. No one did anything where I was like, like you, the spot where Bailey was supposed to fall off the ladder, you saw her climb back down and she, she was went down only, and went back some. Yeah. She went back. She, some. Yep, you yep, know yep. what? And part of me what was like, Oh, but then I was like, you know what though? She Need got to. bad knees. She ain't Need dumb. To. She was like, yep. I'm not going to take this damn bump and ruin yep. one of my knees. So I was yep. like, you know what? I'm with it. I'm, not I'm there. It. What did you think of the finish? That's what I want to I ask still you. don't get it. I get so, the finish in terms of her winning. I just don't understand why did Bailey decide to hold a ladder and not let it go? According to Shay Dreamer. Okay, ta- and we is he going to also explain why she opened up the second ladder that she walked over for a second and was like, Oh, I'm going to kill her if I impale her on that. So let me just flip her over on the empty space. <clears throat> like, there's a moment where you see her walk over. Like, she had something in mind, and then she was just like, eh, and just does the move over here. It but was It was very like very strange. Yeah. Very strange towards the finish. I don't know if she was trying to compensate for something. I don't know. But what was but she going Bailey, to do with an open ladder and then a piece of a ladder? I want to explain the finish Okay, first. tell me what, what shape. Bailey what, had half of a ladder wedged into the, into the corner. Bianca lifted up a second ladder that was on the ground with the ladder already ascended. I'm trying to visualize this when my eyes are closed. With the ladder already upright for the belt. She then leaves that B. She sees Bianca, I mean, sees Bailey grabbing the ladder. She then gets her in her KOD. Bianca well, holds on to the no, ladder. No, Bailey holds on to the Bailey, ladder. Bailey, I'm sorry. Bailey, Bailey holds Bailey on to the ladder. Bailey death grips the ladder for whatever reason, is held upside down in the move, and just... Held upside down in the move. Holds Bianca the ladder. Bianca pulls her out to be safe. Yep. Gets her where she needs to be to be but, safe. But, but, but say, walks her over first by the ladder, and she realizes, like, oh, there's no room here, which I right. don't understand what she was going to do. And then Backs drops up, her for the KOD. And then you see, you see Bailey sell the hands, which... Why would she yeah. sell the hands? Because why were you holding the ladder? And Very then Bianca, weird. then Bianca climbs right up. One, two, three, grabs the belt. One, two, three, gets gets the belt. Which the one um, thing I will say I did really like, which I pointed out to you, was that Bianca, every, she never want. Well, I can't think of one time that she egregiously did the slow wrestler, no. wrestler, wrestler. I'm gonna wrestler climb the angle. Their feet. Grabbing their feet for the ladder. Every no, she time climbed. she went to climb the she ladder, climbed, I legit was like, climbed. wow, she's actually trying to win this thing. Like, she's right. trying to win this thing. Right. That's the thing that Shawn Michaels popularized. So everybody tries to mimic Shawn. Shawn was the one that would leave his feet dangling and he'd be pulling himself up little by little. Yeah. That's that's something Shawn I did. I appreciated and- that she did not do any of the, like, the typical slow wrestler. I'm going to I'm gonna step, step, step. Yeah. Step. And you're like, yeah. dude, no one climbs a ladder where they put both feet on the same step every rung. That's right. not how you climb a ladder. So we did that. We did that. We, uh, just to talk about myself, because, you know, I got to put myself over. Me and Shay were in a TLC match once. It was. Oh, I love this. It was. It was <laughs> what it was. I'm just going to do that. The tables. <laughs> so, you know, you know, a table, a regulation table size. Like, let me go back to this live in Rhonda one. 
Um, cut the table. Cut that table in half. That was the size of our tables. The long way. <laughs> I don't know. If this is where they were going to find these tables. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we our spot was we were afraid of heights. We didn't want to. We didn't want to climb the ladder. We we cleared out everybody. Shay brought in a ladder. Taps me on the shoulder. Go ahead. Go get the belts. I'm not going up there. You, you see how high that is? You go up there. I'm not going up there. All right, hold on. I go back down. Shay goes back down. Grabs another ladder, a little shorter. Instead of a seven eight foot, it was a six foot. I go put my foot on the rung. Nah, too high. I don't want to do it. One foot on the rung. I said, hold on. I went under the ring. I found a step ladder, two foot step ladder. Put it down. I said, I said, hold my hand, Shay. Hold my hand. Put one foot on there. On a shoot. Took the next step. Step ladder went up from under me. Boop. Hit me in the leg. I almost fell down. Big pop. Everybody laughed. It was hilarious. Funny stuff. Sure. For the remainder of the match, I only tried to ascend the ladder a few times because I feel like, and the only time I got high enough was to get put through those those tables. I was the one who took the table spot. Um, but I see, just, just so, say that to say, <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I was saying all that to say yeah. that I appreciate what you're saying about Bianca trying to make it look like, yo, you got to win. You don't have yeah. to always be oh, slow climb. No, but I appreciate you saying like, you know, I did this comedy spot and it, you know, like I was like, oh, okay. Cause at first I'm like, you really did this big of a comedy spot in a match? First opening opening spot of the match. That oh, was our spot. oh, oh, it wasn't opening like spot. oh, it oh, wasn't oh. deep into the match or anything like that. Oh, we, okay, 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 okay. We okay, started. Okay. It started off with a schmoz because it was three teams. Started off with a schmoz, and then we cleared house, and that was our spot for us to our that was our shine that but you we planned. Heels. You guys before the match, you brought three rings and you put three different sizes, like three in, ladders. Three see, rings, this yeah. is one of the moments with the world of wrestling where I'm like, I'll just turn my brain off for that one because to <laughs> logic that you're gonna be like, you had time to or all this and the it, thing it's, about it's, yeah, it's just fine. sure. But but so yeah, so on a one to five, solid three, three point five, three point five. I'll say three point five. They, they did. They hard. did. I'll give them that. But they worked I, but very that hard. But that finish was wonky. I didn't like EO and this girl and uh, Dakota coming out to get worked over by her when she hit them both with her finish. Cool as right. hell. It was cool, but it was it but was you it was beat wonky. up this brand new heel stable by yourself. I did it all by yourself. I didn't love that. I, I it I was and maybe it doesn't Oscar matter. Alexa, it didn't. I, and maybe it doesn't matter, right? Maybe in modern booking. Like Jay, Jay and Jimmy, they both take losses all the time. They're still tag champs. They're still super over. So maybe but, it doesn't matter that your tag Bian- teams lose. And Bianca is bull- build. Bianca's build like a world beater. Yeah, but she's Supergirl. But you know, should she still have beat up both the tag champs and a prospective challenger in the same match with relative ease? I would rather her have done it out of nowhere or desperation. Yeah. Like she found herself in that situation. And got to then hoist them up there. This other one was kind of like, all right, I got you. I'm going to come over to you. I and it was scary because she almost didn't get them both. But she when she did it, she flipped them. She tried she... to walk them out. And Bianca's a strong girl. Yo! She's a strong girl. And she got them over. I was like, wow. But like, it's just like, okay, we're kind of overdoing it. Sometimes you just need to keep it simple. And that would have helped. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the finish with the, with the ladder on her chest. Shade Dreamer, what I was going to say, was saying, oh, have you ever... Have you ever um, been in a desperate situation where you're just trying to grab onto anything? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but she already had a hold of it before she was grabbed. So why would and you I'm continue like, to hold? And, and, why, and, and now you're clutched here, okay? So 
I'm in the air. You can see my green screen now uh -huh. exposing it. I'm in the air holding a ladder, guys. Whoever's on audio, I'm, I'm laying back in my chair. I'm holding the ladder like this. I'm in the air hoisted. Why didn't I just go or just try to go or uh, I'm going to hit her with it or I'm going to try and hit her with it. Just let it go. Have let it flipped it go. over. Let, it's on her back and just go. I would have liked I would have liked her Bailey letting it go and then getting and getting KOD'd onto the ladder. I would have taken that. Finish. That's, go home. That is Seltzer. what I said. That's what I said to my friend. I, I was talking to somebody about it and I thought I wonder if that was supposed to be the finish. She was supposed to drop it, and then Bianca was going to hit her over, and it was almost like, oh, like, she dropped it, and, like, if she'd have dropped it, Bianca would have walked her out, bang. turned around, Long ways, bang, Long ways. on Boom. top of her. Sells, her. sells her gut. Oh, my God. Sells her legs. Sells her knees. Holds her gut. Rolls out. Because the, then it would have made ground. sense. But her selling her hands, and, like, remember, Bailey was, like, and yeah, jumped I, out holding her hands? It was like, What? All set, all set. Let's move on. Let's so we got two to... minutes. We got two minutes for the two-hour mark. No, we don't. I, I, no. we, yeah, <laughs> we're going past it. That's we're what I'm saying. But I was like, I can't it. believe we got. We went past the two-hour mark. That's so yeah. I was. I was laughing because I was like, we said we we're going to be two hours, and yeah, look at us nope. here. We got to the two-hour mark. Well, right. I think we'll be done because Bound for Glory will go through quick. There's not too many I want to talk about on Bound for Glory. Come on, man. So we'll be quick. <laughs> wait, wait to um, spoil it. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, wait, no, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, Bound for Glory. Because both of us is like. We'll watch it, but you know. But yeah, yeah, we we got to talk about that. We'll talk so, about it. Rhea, Rhea, not Rhea. I'm sorry. Finn Balor and Edge had an amazing I Quit match. That match, they went psychology, half an hour. Psychology, psychology, psychology. Minutes. They worked that match. Mm. And I, what I like about Edge, Edge, when Edge talks, you got to pay attention to what Edge says. He said, "Nothing can make him say I quit." Short of short of being. You jeopardizing my family, pretty much, is what he said in his mm -hmm. promo. So he you, gave him the playbook in the promo, which was the smart. The smart fan will go, "Oh, something's gonna happen, right?" Or something's gonna happen with Beth. I said this. I mean, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna it. be something with Beth. Something's, something's gonna, gonna, something's gonna, be gonna Beth. happen with Beth." And we called it. Beth came to Edge's aid, and she got put in a predicament where Rhea came in, gave it a forearm. No, Concerto no, set up. no. She hit her with the brass knucks. She that's right, said bang right. right. She it was, was like, nuts. And, yo, but, and yeah. she sold it. Beth died. Beth died. Beth died. Yeah, Beth, she died. Beth JFK, the bullet from the grassy <laughs> knoll. She got that. Dang, she yes. just clapped and she was out. And I love it because they had Edge and he's like, say it, say it, Edge. And he says, go to hell. So then they start doing the chair and you can see the concern on Edge's face. Edge, remember that picture we had last week or two weeks ago where he, the fire you can now see the concern in his face. Edge, Edge's facials all, all, always since, since Edge and Christian E and C, when they were doing comedy stuff, they understood using their face to, to sell things yeah. is how they're gonna get over. He sold that at the end where he was just like, I quit, I, qu I quit, I quit, I quit. Like he didn't go like, okay, stop it, stop it, I quit. He wasn't crying. He was just concerned. I quit, I quit, I quit. Like I like you weren't going to make me quit until you put my wife in danger. And then they proceeded to hit uh, Beth with the chair anyway, while they were still holding him. I mean, look at his face here, bro. But what did what did Rhea say? What did Rhea, you you got to say the I don't line? Remember. So what did, oh, what did oh, Rhea say? Rhea says to him, uh, "You taught us better." I, if I remember, she says to him, "Like you, you like you taught us better than that." And so she, mm. Rhea turns around, takes Dang. the chair from Paul Bunyan, like touches her heels, and just. <laughs> 
bang. bang. And then Beth does like a flop cell where like her arms flail back. Oh and she my God. starts doing the finger, like the hand tweaks of like you the get twitch. knocked out and, yeah, and immediately your hand, hand sees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. It's funny because an NFL, that happened to an NFL player recently. Chef's kiss. Oh my Chef's kiss. gosh. An it NFL was... re- player recently got knocked yes. out in the oh, game and his hands The homie who took the hit and his up. hands just seized up. He seized up. And yep. like his fingers and you're just like, holy cow. Like his brain mm-hmm. is trying to reset because he got hit yep. so hard. Yep. He hard reset. Yo. <laughs> Beth hard reset. was selling and like, oh. I feel like some, she got hit with some of that chair because that, that was close, man. Oh, there absolutely. Was, Rhea left no daylight with that chair shot. Mm-hmm. That chair shot was scary. It was it was it was a fantastic finish to a great match, and because they beat the life out of each my other. My favorite part was when they committed the crime. They let Edge go, and all of them powdered immediately. I'm out of here. I'm Nobody here. stood there with the chair in the corner, going, "Yeah, we did that." Yeah, yeah. they, they powdered them they were immediately. They hit, the, and they were gloating. Selling at their entranceway, getting rained and booze. Yeah. And then the referees came in, and I was like, oh, okay, they got right, it. Get they got medic, it. All that. So, again, I'll mention it again. Um, when we first saw Edge doing this gimmick where he changed and he wanted AJ and he was being dark, and then they had pre, they added Priest, then they added Rhea. I'm kind of, we were kind of like, where, where is this going? What, what are they going to do here? This has been another. Um, long story that the WWE has along with like the bloodline story, but even yeah. though the bloodline story is a lot longer that they're starting to get right. Judgment day and is getting traction. It's, now. it's really picking up steam. Weirdly enough, Dom, so, the person, the internet collectively hated and was like, Dom's only there. Cause his daddy, he's the craps. He's the worst, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. He's greener than baby poop. Add Dom had Rhea. You who knew you would put Dom and Rhea together and you would the result Gold. would be nuclear heat. Gold. Nuclear heat. Every time Dom touches a microphone. Boos. Boo. How was it on that Monday when you what? saw him? Legitimately, Dom went like this. It was it was Boo. deafening to like I was like I was like, holy cow, was it intense yeah. in this room? Right. Every time he and when he brought it up close again, it got even more intense. Yep. And then when they were when uh the rest of the judgment was like, oh come on, give him a chance. Give him a chance. They were speak. booing you. I'm Boy. telling you, bro, I was feeling it in my chest. The boos were just like heat. you could That's feel heat. the reverberations of the sound in he, the room. It was, he was crazy. Doing the Eddie. Wasn't he doing the Eddie too? Yeah. At the end of uh that this match, he was doing the uh, Eddie and all that, bro. Uh, I, judgment Day, f- fantastic work these guys are doing yeah. right now. And and gotta, edge, edge, edge. Edge in this match, man. Like, you could argue that Edge was doing the Christian early on in this gimmick where they were, right? Oh, the sucky people here in this terrible town Mm. and this bad sports team and all the marks. Remember he was doing all those promos where he was sniping at the 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 internet community and the neckbeards and et cetera? Yes, yes. He was doing the Christian. Him and Christian were, I swear, doing the same gimmick on different channels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of like, right? Because remember, Christian promos were all like super bitey and insider and ooh, you got to catch what he's going to say in the next one. And Edge was doing the same thing. I honestly think Edge was his own like worst, worst enemy in that instance in that he was giving in to like Christian. They give in to like this. I'm gonna now be super smart, but funny, but clever, and it's like, dude, we don't. I don't want that right now. Like, don't mm-hmm. give me that. Give me a baby mm-hmm. face. And so Edge going back to being a Edge as a baby face, 
You you can't. I know people like heel edge, the opportunist and all that, but baby face edge, baby face edge is, is right now. Edge. Baby face edge, old man, grizzled vet edge. Edge by all the day. way, all day. Edge is by the way is forty eight years old. All day, putting on matches like this at the age Let's of forty eight. Let's go. So that match let me built. Ask you this. Watch that one start to end. That match built and it delivers. Yes. Let me let me ask you this. Shoot, are they building to having a war games match? Shea mentioned it in our text messages. So Triple H has announced Triple H has announced that Survivor Series this year will feature a storyline based war games match. Two of them. Two. One men's, one women's. Which, at this point, that's that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Now, for the the women's, I'm thinking. I don't know. Let I me mean, actually. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Damage control will be on one side, and Bianca and her squad will be on the other. It's only three. They'll add two more. Toxic attraction maybe will make it in there, or somebody. Now on the men's that side, like a reach. I hear you. I don't know. Um, on the men's side, so I will say, at the women's wrestling on the women's side, I, I don't. I can't come up with ten names for. I don't. For I don't. Match. I don't believe. Well, Storyline wise, I can't think of ten. I, I look at it like this. If do you drop, you do, think? Figure do drop and the other name might work in that there? That sounds forced, what you're telling me I, right I now. hear you, but I, I can't think of the women's forced. roster. I can't Why think of the names. Why do you need five? Why do you need five? Because that's what the traditional war games is. Sure. Why can't you go four? You do Judgment Day, right? You do Judgment Day versus Edge, AJ, Ray, Beth Phoenix. What about the uh, What about the Good Brothers, though? You just got the Good the Brothers Good Brother. in the Balor Club yesterday. So I mean, see, not the Balor Club, the OC Club, whatever. The, o, the OG, OGBC? Oh, God. Whatever the <laughs> hell they're called. So, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? They don't have a lot of time. They've no. got about a little over a month. A well, little over well, a month well, to make then, that work. I think you got to tune in tomorrow. Right, it might start there. All right, so let's go to this main event, man, and then we'll move on to the main event, and then we'll talk about what happened afterwards. I'm going to be quick about Riddle and Rollins. It was, it was, it was good. I expected more physicality in this fight pit match. Really? More. More than what they did. I felt like it was a wrestling match inside of a no ropes ring. So I, I liked a fight, I liked a fight. I, so I will say I did appreciate the R V D homage. I did appreciate yes. Seth pulling out some R V D spots, trying to do R V D spots in there. Yep. He's not a shooter. So no. I didn't expect to see a shooter kind of match. I thought I, it I thought it was the best, like you said, it was a Dragon Gate. It was a Dragon Gate no ropes match. Like it was two guys sure. working that style, like kind of like a junior junior heavyweight style with some of the high flying that was ran. That was the parts that I guess for me I was why like, why is there high flying in, flight, in the fight, in a fight pit? pit? I could understand this spot where on the screen I've got Riddle on the top of the fight pit. And he does um, this insane do senton, senton, which from this view, it looked like he fell off the off the top, and then I was like, "Oh, he hit him." That um, senton was brutal. I also want to point out: I think Daniel Cormier did a terrible job as referee. Really? I think he did a terrible. That's job. That's funny. I've read a lot of people give him praise. A lot of people I praised him and thought I that he, he did. He did, did a great. That he was like he made it look legit. That's funny. Mm, You're the first person I heard didn't like it. I think he I'm made shocked. it look hokey in places. I wow. believe so. I cannot remember all off the, the top chatter, of my head right now. So all the ch- you're, so all the internet chatter I've read and all the reviews I've heard from the different various voices throughout the community, you're the first person I've heard say that. Everyone has been really positive about him and said that like he really added the real sports feel. The finish. Remember the finish? He took the submission hold off before he called for the bell. He forced the break of the hold like you would an right, MMA fight. Right. Like and right, when he picked the course. guy up and he established it, all I heard was po- you're the fir- I'm serious. 
Dude, you're the first person I heard to say you didn't like it. Wow. I was watching Cormier and I, his positioning. Yeah. Obviously, because he doesn't really know what he's doing. The way he he just seemed to like stick out like a sore thumb to me. Mm. And I feel like referees, I don't care if you're a special guest oh. or not, you're not the attraction. Yeah. I don't care who what you say. The guys in the ring that are that have been telling the story for weeks are the attraction. Yeah. You are just a, a piece of what they're of the story they're trying to tell. I feel like I can again, I cannot remember off the top of my head, but when I sat there and I was watching, I said, man. Cormier's doing a bad job. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think Cormier's doing good. You think he wasn't going to form a revolution? So Matt Riddle defeated <laughs> Seth Rollins in the fight pit match in 16 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, Riddle got his hand raised at the end of the ramp. Yeah. And Finally then everything went, win back. And everything went dark. Oh, you can talk about this. I still don't get this. Go ahead. Everything went dark. I'm not going to... I'm not, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going okay, to like, Everything went dark, and then you heard... He's got the whole world in his hands, and the people went crazy. People went crazy when the lights went out. Do you out. know that's a real song? Yes. I no, like that. that that recording is actually like an actual single. That's like that's not Bray Wyatt singing. That wasn't him singing. Ah, see, you did the same thing I did. It's an actual artist. That's that's an actual artist song. Oh. <laughs> like, but the whole he's got the I whole see, the, bro. He's got the whole world in his yes, hands. Yes, it's an yes, old yes. Song. But it's the an old song. voice? I was like, that's that wasn't not Bray? him. That sounded no, like Bray. it's it's an artist. It's just some some Are you artist. Sure, you, somebody trolled you in the basement. They send you a link. Go ahead, go ahead. I got you. I'll pull it up. Okay, I'm just wondering. I'm like, that sounded like Bray. I'll pull it up. Got but you. you heard that he got the whole world in his hands. Uh, they had various shots uh, throughout the uh, arena of the characters from his Firefly Funhouse, including the Fiend character that was down by the barricade. People popped crazy when they saw the Fiend character. Um, then it shot to a TV that showed um, uh, scrambled. Video. I thought I was, you know, 13 again, watching Channel 70. Um, you know what I mean when I say that, brother? Only only New Yorkers know what Channel only 70 is. Know. Only real ones yeah, know. Only real ones know. Real ones know what Channel 70 <laughs> is. Um, and then there was a spot where they had a door with a light behind it. The door opened up and out walked this man, Vern. Look at your screen. Out walked this man. I, 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 get, I get a V for Vendetta mask kind of look when I look at it this mask. It doesn't look like, what's that new movie on Peacock? Black Phone. Yes. Yep, Black Phone-ish. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. Maybe that character's a little inspired by that because of the mask. I, I feel like you you could have done like, a, a if you were doing the whole white rabbit thing, I've seen pictures of like people with these rabbit masks that look horrifying. And I thought, okay, maybe he's going to go that route. But I have no idea. With Bray Wyatt... I have no idea where Rod he's going until he gets there. When I first saw Firefly Funhouse, I was like, what the hell? And and Shay Dreamer goes, just give it a chance. Give it a chance. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'll give it a chance, Shay. I'll give it a chance. And week after week, it got better and better. So what do you think about the whole Bray Wyatt debut? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a chance. Okay. I'll, it's, it I'll, hasn't I'll, been much. I'll say that. So I, unfortunately, I did not, I did not care for the fiend. I don't care for like that's that style, mm. that like style of wrestling, that style of character. Doesn't, supernatural, supernatural. It doesn't call my attention. And then at one point, because and the reason being because, how do you stop that character? You there's no way to you beat burn him alive. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm going to give it a did. chance. I know. They burned him alive. I, so I'm going to give it a chance. 
They literally killed him on TV. They burned him alive. I promise. <laughs> and then you. he came back burnt. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand burnt. the gimmick. I didn't watch any of it, so I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna pretend to get it. Like I read all the theories, and I'm just like, okay. Um, all that. All that nonsense. I mean, the whole QR code thing was a clever way of doing it. It's a modern way of doing vignettes for your character. So I like that. When you had to follow a TikTok and TikTok said, come with me and had a white rabbit and he gave you these encryption codes or whatever. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Very modern, creative. Uh, one thing that I've learned with Bray, everything he does, it always seems to have some kind of creative, like different spin on things. It's not anything that you've seen before. Okay. But yeah, you got we got to wait and see. It's too early right now. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm of the, I'm of the wait now. and see camp because I just I don't know enough about the guy to give an honest opinion whether I love sure. or hate him. Sure, sure, sure. And I don't want to just go. Well, I didn't get the entrance, so because I don't understand uh, it, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. You think we can do Bound for Glory in 15 minutes so we can take it home at two and a half? We can do Bound for Glory. All right. Don't do that. First, don't do that. first don't of all, do that. let's let's don't say this. Let's say this. There's a reason. So you maybe ask yourself, why are we ending are we the show about Bound Wrestling? for Glory and Impact? Right. Correct. This is not a joke. This is not something. So this past week, Landstorm put out a tweet, and Landstorm basically said, if you were to give Impact one month, he he guarantees you'd walk away a fan because it's the best wrestling that no one pays attention to. As Bully Ray was saying, as we play, I played for you before, Bully yeah. Ray talked about if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear it? Right. And he really feels that, right, Impact, Impact doesn't get the, a fair shake. Doesn't get a fair they shake. Don't, they don't have that reach. That reach. As, but as a it's USA wrestling that deserves that eye. Okay. So when I saw this tweet, I contacted Frank Champion and said, Frank Champion, this is Vernon Somoza. Because he didn't know who I was. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, you lost your track, train of thought. You, Frank Champion, this is Vernon Smoltz because you didn't know who I was. Talk about Impact Wrestling. Thank you. And um, <laughs> I was like, yo, Landstorm put out this tweet. I think we should take this challenge because I don't watch Impact. Me I catch episodes here and there or if a, friend, if a friend is on or if one of our buddies tells us they're working it or watch the show. But Correct. overall, I don't wouldn't go out of my way for impact. Mm-hmm. But being that Landstorm is someone that we we grew up respect, watching, we respect, we respect his opinion on the business. We've yep. we've right, we've heard his takes and stuff. We figured, all right, if Landstorm who's not Tommy Dreamer will say this. I'll take Landstorm's word of it over Tommy Dreamer. Because Tommy, Tommy puts it over all the time. But, of course, he works for them. And so, and, and so does Lance. Lance works for them as Lance well. Lance does work for them, too. That's right. But Lance didn't, that, that didn't, Hall of Fame thing. didn't jock ride it the entire time at nauseam. And it's just like, it's the best thing you've never seen. It's literally the greatest wrestling ever. Have you ever right. seen Insert Wrestler X? They, did, they, they, they would make Harley Race tap. Yeah. And it's just like, what? What, like, are, what are you saying right now? Stop, sir. Stop. So all that. Stop. So after we discussed it, we decided, okay, let's do it. But Frank Champion points out, hey, man, we should probably watch Bound for Glory because that is yep. their wrap-up show. That is the that's show that mania. will end the angles yep, and start new angles. That's right. So if anything, if they're going to stop stop here and start anew, let's start anew with them. That Correct. was my theory. And we're going to watch. And so this should be the biggest show of the year, the biggest surprises, biggest pops, biggest everything. Frank yep. Champion, we got less than 15 minutes. We got 12 minutes. Take it away, sir. So I'm going to go through all of the... I'm going to go through the results. Yes. Real quick. Brian Myers and Dirty Dango, the debuting Dirty Dango on the pre-show, 
had a singles match for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Brian Myers picked up the win in seven minutes. We're not going to comment. I'm just going to run through it quick. Yep, go ahead. The, then Raven came out and was inducted. I'm sorry, Tommy Dreamer came out. And in... Was, is that, is he the one? What's they call that? Yeah, inducted. He inducted, he inducted He inducted Raven. Raven. He inducted yep. Raven into the Hall of Fame. Raven was a nervous wreck. Um, it, it was, was funny. funny. It was funny. I loved it. It was uh, charming. It was charming. Very charming. Thinking of the Raven videos that we watched, it was charming yes. to see him have that same like... Huh, what do you do with a smart guy who, who acts that way? You become a wrestler. Ha-ha. Yeah, like right, that same weird right. humor of his that you're just like, yep. you're so weird. <laughs> yep, it was very good. But again, it was fun. He DDT Tommy Dreamer at the end. Funny stuff. Which Tommy says he hurt his knee. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> uh, he did it on the on the ramp, you fool. <laughs> uh, first match of the night. With I'm not gonna I'm not going to comment on it. Frankie Kazarian defeated Mike Bailey by submission for the Impact X Division Championship in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Mickey James defeated Mia Yim by pinfall in a career-threatening match. Uh, Mickey James has a stipulation: if she loses any match, her, her career is done. Very Rick. Every match is a career um, match for her. Yeah, ten minutes fifty-six seconds. She defeated him. Um, the tag team title match for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Title: um, Death Dolls defeated Vexed, and that's spelled V-X-T. Which is, the Death Dolls are Jessica, formerly Jessica Havoc, and Taya Valkyrie. Um, how else do we know her? Oh, uh, Taya Valkyrie was... Um, Frankie La- Monet. Frankie, Frankie Monet. Monet. I would say, what was her name? La Loca something, yeah. Yeah, that was her other joint in... Um, T- uh, NXT. L- NXT? No, Lucha Underground. I thought her name was the Loca thing. Oh, okay. I oh, that was a AAA, no? I don't remember. <laughs> um, against Vexed, which is Chelsea Green and Deanna Prazo. VXT. Yeah, that, that match was 7 minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds. Uh, so then they piggybacked it with another tag team match with the Kingdom... Defending their um, tag team titles, they were successful defending against the Motor City Machine Guns in 16 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, then Bully Ray won the 20-person intergender call-your-shot gauntlet um, that took 29 minutes and 18 seconds. Bully Ray won by beating Macklin by pinfall after hitting the bully bomb. Um, Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich went one-on-one for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. They went 16 minutes, and Jordan Grace won that one. Uh, and the main event was Josh Alexander defeating Eddie Edwards by pinfall after 28 minutes for the Impact World Championship. Um, I'm going to start real quick from the top. Um, Dirty Dango debuting on a pre-show is crazy. The fact that he was a debut and they just said, yeah, let's stick him on the pre-show. Weird booking. Placement of these matches were also weird. Why would you have back-to-back tag team matches? Very odd. I don't know why you would do that. If it was me... I would have put the Death Dolls 3 after Kazarian and Bailey, so that would have been the second match of the night because that was the lull in their card. Put Mickey and Mia Yim to bring them back up because they had the crowd. Then you would have put the Kingdom out there. You got to wedge something in between yeah. two tag matches. It's just very odd. Very odd booking. I don't know if something might have happened where they had to make an audible. You, you never know in the back. Card subject to change, but it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, Kaz, Kaz and Speedball wasn't expecting these two... I wasn't expecting these two to have the kind of match they had. I didn't... Kazarian, again, another guy I've not really been a fan of. I liked Kazarian when he was with Christopher Daniels, and that's really it. When they were bad influence, (laughs) it's the only time I like Kazarian. Kazarian's a good wrestler, but that's it about Kazarian. He's a good wrestler. A guy Um, does moves, he knows where to be. Like, he's a hand. He's a good hand. Good hand. Great hand. Personality of an onion. (laughs) No, I couldn't say that because onions have many layers. Personality uh, of a pomegranate. Yeah. 
Okay? Something like that. Speedball had been on a streak as champion, defending champion. He had like nine wins in a row. Yeah. I'll give I'll give Impact this. Impact production, very good. That's the first thing I noticed. Their production, how they told you the stories that they wanted to tell you. They did, It wasn't like they were trying to copy something else. They didn't throw a lot of stuff at you at once. No. They said, hey, this guy... This guy has been champion for a lot. He's defeated this guy, defeated this guy, defeated this guy. This guy used to be an X Division champion. The guys in the commentary team, uh, I remember them under their slave names, Aiden English and Tom <laughs> Hennigan. Because <laughs> I think Aiden English uses his real name. I don't even know what it is. And I think the other one is like Tom Finn or something. I don't, I don't know. I, it probably says it on here. I have no idea. But anyway, um, wasn't expecting Kaz to go over. I did not expect that, considering his AEW. So that tells me he's going to be in Impact for a while if he's winning the title from Speedball. Because I figured Speedball was going to do his thing. Speedball looks like the same Speedball we saw at PWG and Bola when he won Bola. Um, except he's a thicker individual now. Yeah. Uh, your quick thoughts, and then we'll move on. Because uh, Aaron and him, it's fine. I you know what? It wasn't. It weirdly, it wasn't X. It wasn't the X division match I thought they were gonna have. Mm. Maybe in my mind, I, I assume something when I think X division. I think that fast paced, high octane. Flippy do. Flippy yeah, do. flippy do. It wasn't much flippy do. Um, a lot of falsies in this match. Yeah, a lot, lot of falsies. Of falsies. I, it, it was. It just honestly, not that it was. A, it wasn't a bad. It just. Like the opening match, like Brian Myers' Dirty Dangle, it just felt like a like an indie show match. It just uh -huh. felt like an indie show uh -huh. match on a card. Like, mm -hmm. nothing special about it. Nothing made me think, oh, man, you got to check this out, Frank. It was just... No, no. You know what? Oh, I'll say this for the whole show. I can sum my feelings on the whole show. Nothing on the show was egregiously horrible. But nothing on the show also made me go, yo, yo, you got to check this out. You got to... Like... Nothing stuff on, on the, the show, show was egregiously horrible. Stuff on the show made me scratch my head. Stuff on the show made me go, okay, okay, whatever. Okay, okay, like, okay, okay. Because okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing my... egregiously is a strong word. I hear you, but I'm doing my best to not like... It's stupid. This is so stupid. Yeah. But okay. like, I, I, because I, I'm trying to be open to it. I'm trying to be sure. open to it. And I'm that's trying what to we're be, trying to do here. This is what I'm we're trying, trying to do. be honest and not walk in with my TNA bias of LOL, Kate, Kate right? Watch. Of, of, of lull T, the LOL TNA days, right? Of the lull right. TNA days of, oh, of how horrible it was. So, yeah, yeah. Going into it fresh eyes. I told you that opening, the opening match set the tone for me where Dangle just, Dangle put on the most basic, most, like, he legit should have just been like, Throwing just punches at half speed, like it just felt like he was walking through everything. Not he was invested. Doing. Not invested. Yeah, and, and, and the I way he was this... dressed, he, he was dressed like he was just wore his. Sir. Like he took his shirt off and just walked out. Let me ask you a question, and then we'll move on. Let me ask you a question, and not to drone on about it, but I just, I just felt like Dirt Dangle didn't care. Dangle was I, like, I'm, I flew out here to work the pre. -show. Got my payday. Got my payday. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When did Fandango debut? Off the top of your head, real quick. 2016. Hmm? 2013? No, 16. 2018. I don't know. 2012, October 23rd. We are 10, year, 10 days away from it being 10 years since he donned the Fandango gimmick. Da, Nobody da, wants to see that da, no more. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Nobody could you were mad in 2012 we was doing this, bro. I, remember, I forgot about that. You said Fandango like, da, 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 da. We're doing the fingers. We're doing the fingers. 
that. We're doing the fingers, y'all. When he came out dancing with a ballroom dancer, then he went to Summer Ray, then he went to Rosa Mendez, and then he got relegated. Ten years. We need more. Yo, as much as at as much this as point, we, personality was not it. Because I right. know that everybody would, everyone talks about the uh, the Brizango, the the Brizango. fashion files, fashion Brizango, yeah, and all that. But like, that ain't it on his own. No, jo- Johnny no. Curtis, that ain't he, it. Johnny he, Curtis, Tyler Breeze, and him were 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 a special duo. Yeah, right, so for Zankin, uh, for uh, Kazarian, Mike Bailey, um, I I I don't care. I I didn't care if Mike Bailey would have been set on fire. It, I, the match, the match. I, I don't know what like. So you know how you said the production was solid. Yeah. So I got it right because Aaron's a big. De- I mean, Mike Bailey's a big deal. Big deal. They told you that. They they told you that. But it was Frankie Kazarian, right? And Kazarian beat him on his first return match back. So it's like, I, what's the booking? What's the booking? Or Bo- I guess we're gonna find out. That, that so we that, find so out that, in four there, weeks. So th- again, that's my bone. Con- when I told you nothing egregiously bad, but like, right? Why would he debut against Mike Bailey, who you just all this money on the stupid video to beat him? Okay. All right. So let's move on. Speaking of videos, another video package they had was for Mia Yim and Mickey James. Mickey James on this on this on this road tour is what I'm going to call it. Yes, and we've Mickey, I, we got to hear Mickey's about it every Wednesday. Every right. Wednesday, got to hear about it. So I believe Mickey's me. On when the she came out. on the on the screen, I was just like fast forward. I will admit it. I fast forwarded because Mickey, God love you. I just I can't. I hear so enough of it every watch, Wednesday. You didn't watch Mickey and me. I skipped through it. I'm sorry. I just, you shouldn't I, have. They had a good match. They had a really? good match. Yes. I'll go back and watch Mia, it then. Because Mia Yim is, is a good worker. Okay. Mia Yim's I'll a good worker. I'll go back and watch it. The, again, I told you the production. Mia Yim's entrance is kind of cool. I like it. She comes yeah. out with all these people. Well, she's, she's done with the impact, mask so on. They, they, yeah, she's done with impact. Um, she had on, all these people had like the purge masks on. She comes out with her own little um, bandana and whatnot. But it, it's, it looked cool. It looked cool for her. Mickey came out hard, cool okay, country. I, you know what I mean? It I was. Could, they, heart, listen to me. I, they said Mickey James. I just went skip, 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 you skip, should skip, know. skip, they, skip. I just skip. I didn't good. even listen to Hardcore Country because I was just like, I can't. Because every match. time I got to hear someone put over, Mickey, I love Hardcore Country. You should do a song with Garth Brooks, stop, Mickey. Stop, stop, I You were listening to too much Busted Open. Uh, this was this was a climactic part of the match where she should have finished her and Mickey had grabbed onto the ropes. It was that deal. Um, okay. very, very, they, they had a good match. I, I'll watch you it. I will watch it. I will watch it. I'll go back and watch it. Because I feel like in these four weeks, the Mickey story is going to be important during okay. this thing. So I figured, yeah. Um, so you said nothing egregiously bad, and I disagreed. The Death Dolls defeating, defeating Vex. And you know me. I love Deanna Perrazzo. This match was terrible. Seven minutes of terrible wrestling. Um, the Yeah, I love the face okay, you make. all right. So I'm going to say this right now. You I'll, I'll, I'll admit I went from Frankie Kazarian, and I stopped at the... I, I didn't stop the bully until Ray. I got... You went right no, to Bully Ray. I didn't stop till I got to Jordan Grace, because when I Jesus saw... Jesus Christ. I skipped it. Because it, I got to the start of the you're match, and when to, I, I would... You're supposed I, to watch I, all of this, Vern. You're defeating the purpose right now. But... When I saw it was Mickey James and Mia Yim, I said no thanks. When you I saw Death it. Dolls and VXT, Doll, I said even no thanks. The production thanks. for this didn't make sense to me. When because... I saw The Kingdom, I said no thanks. Okay, okay. It was a twenty-person battle royal. No thanks. Oh Jordan Grace God. and Masha. Okay, Woo! okay. So let's so, go. So I'm gonna go to the gauntlet then. I'm not gonna bother with the two tag matches. I think the two tag matches were the worst matches on the card. I didn't care for The Kingdom what? against Motor City. I did not care for Death Dolls and Vexed. I feel like those were just 
For our next show, I will amend this review and I will go back and watch the three matches I missed I on the card. It in full. I watched all three and you a half hours. Bro. You masochist. All right, I will. <laughs> I will. I will go back. I I feel bad for you. I I read it. I just read the results after I was done with the oh, show. What a I, jerk! I what did, but jerk. I did watch the first two, three, and the last two matches. I did sit through the technically over an hours worth of wrestling. You're cheating already. We just started this Impact know, Wrestling. But- journey uh, and you're already cheating bro go 20, back and watch it before oh before right, today yeah, yeah. before this all this right night I, show, today i, you need to I watch cook, i'll text you today and say yo i watched six it. you got it you gotta watch you have four watch matches to watch okay um yeah the tag matches were terrible uh the rumble uh, they call it the gauntlet it was what it was bully ray won it it was weird he debuted and he won you and won and he beat he steve mackin in two minutes imagine imagine debuting for the WWE in your Money in the Bank match and winning at Money in the Bank. Redebuting and you haven't been known for all. Well, I guess they did that with Brock Lesnar. But but he but Brock just showed up, F5 the couple people and took the briefcase. I guess. But that was more of a moment. This was like you know, you entered the Rumble at 14 and you stuck there for a while. You were the final four, final two, and then you had a wrestling match. And you beat him in two minutes. Yeah, no, it's not the same. Not the same. Brock was more of a moment. It was like a big moment. While it was all about bully. And it's just like, ah, okay. Moving on. Jordan Grace and Is this Masha a vanity Slamovich. run? Is this a vanity run? For this guy? He looks great, by the way. Bully looks great. Amazing. You, we listened to him, put himself over on the radio. I'm, I'm the best shape Cat-Zilla. of my life. Cat-Zilla. He looks great. He looks great. Okay, okay. He looks amazing. Are we going to have I'm, to endure a fan a, 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 a vanity run? I don't I, I don't think we were even going to see this in these next 4 weeks. We're going to we're we're watching this. Uh, I don't think Bully I might be wrong. Bully might show up tonight. I might be wrong, but I don't think we're even going to get any dialogue or any more uh help me out here. Any more exposition to the story? Sure, to the story for a while. If gotcha. we continue to watch after 4 weeks. Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich Damn, what a match. These two girls had an amazing match. I keep using the word amazing. They work they work like guys. They work yes. like they started beating on each other. Jordan Grace, just look look at Jordan Grace is is body number one. I'm not being weird or sexual in any way. Jordan no, Grace looks her like body a amazing. professional yeah. wrestler. She's jacked to the gills. When she strikes, it looks like it hurts. What did I say about Liv and Rhonda? I checked out. Because it looked fake, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich looked like two girls that were having a legitimate fight. Very Sheamus and Gunther-like. The one thing I didn't like in their match was the chop-for-chop chop nonsense. Uh, their positioning was weird and off. They, it was too many. But nonetheless, it didn't take away from the match. Yeah. Like like missed spots in the Liv and Ronda match took away stuff from that match. This match, that chop fest, it really didn't because those girls beat the piss out of each other. Beat the life out of each other. Lots of falsies in this one. Jordan Grace winded up picking up the Vic. She hit her um, Grace Driver, I think she calls it, from the second rope. So Avalanche Grace Driver. Instead of her sitting out, though, she kind of laid out with her. And it was kind of odd, but it still got the point across. Yeah. Amazing match. What you think? And then, then we're going to wrap it up with Alexander. All I'm going to say is... Yo, you want to watch two girls go hard on each other? Two girls walk in there and go, "All right, like let's let's have a match." It two girls didn't pull punches. They didn't they didn't look like they were out. They were afraid and they were willing. They tried to steal the show. And shout out to them. Kudos to them. Absolutely, a great match. Great match between the two of them. 
Um, Though I, I got to say before we move on, mm-hmm. answer my question that I asked you before we were, we went on air. Okay, is yeah, this yeah. is this the Oscar push? Did we get the undefeated star who got all these accolades, all this stuff to finally get to the big main event? We built up the monster so that our our giant could our our, our queen in this case our queen could slay her the yes. same way Queen Scarlet slayed Oscar. Yes, yes, okay. I think so. I believe Mickey James's story ends with Jordan Grace. Hmm. I believe because Mickey said she's going to go and work until she gets an Impact Knockouts title shot. My my belief is Mickey's going to get there. She's going to get to Jordan Grace. She's going to be a legitimate uh, opponent for Jordan, contender, to take it away from her. Lord knows, I don't know when the next big one up for, for Impact is. I don't know their pay-per-view schedule at all. But whatever that big show is for Mickey, when Mickey's like, you know what, this is it, I'm done. It's Mickey versus Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace goes over in Mickey's last match. I'm sorry, Copy. I love you. Super kick, one, two, three. Okay. I feel like I feel like that's what's going to happen. Okay. I, I can, don't I hate it. That. I don't hate it either. I think this that's was fine. definitely this match was definitely oh wrong one was definitely uh, Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich, Oscar Charlotte, and their an Impact's version of doing it. Okay. And I I didn't hate it at all. I, again, the production told me how Masha's been ripping and running. I saw the pick your poison thing uh, the week prior. Uh, and all that, but you know, it was it was good. The match, I believe, that was the best match on the card. Yeah, Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, best match on the card. Uh, moving on from that, Jordan, Jordan Grace, <laughs> Josh Alexander, and Eddie Edwards, they also had a good match. They went twenty eight minutes. Yeah. They had a very long match. They I was gonna, like I was just gonna ask you that. Did you feel the twenty eight minutes? No, I felt like Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich was longer. In all honesty, yeah, and they only went sixteen. But these two dudes went 28. Josh Alexander got his nose broken. I don't want to say busted, broken. His nose was broken. Jo- it was yo, crazy. Josh Alexander ate a knee yeah, right took- to the right to the nose. Wait, you said a knee? Is it wasn't it his own knee from the Tiger Driver? Oh, I thought I thought it. I see the way I thought the move was. I thought when Eddie gave him the move, Eddie hit him with the knee. He no. hit himself with his own knee. Oh, I, I thought it was because it was because remember because he goes over. Yep, and then he gets and he's laying on the ground, and that's when he get they sh- they show the tiger face driver, tiger driver. Oh. He hits the tiger driver, bam, stacks him one two big kick out, lands on his stomach, right? And they don't show I remember his that. face. I remember that they don't show his face for a while. They pan around, then they then Josh Alexander turns his head, and you can see the blood rushing from his from his nose. I remember. He breathes th- you out, know what? And you can see I, the blood bubbling. I thought he broke it before the tiger driver. Because remember before the tiger driver. Wasn't it before the Tigers that that what's it, that Eddie had Eddie had need him? If we had more time, I would okay. Go look I, I could have sworn Eddie need. I but thought we'll it was before we'll that. I know the sequence you're talking about. I thought it was before, yeah. like the move before that. It and then be. Eddie we, hits we the Tiger back. Driver, and then Eddie when he pins him, Eddie's like, "Holy crap!" Like Eddie looks at his so, face. Remember how I was talking about? I like production, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched <clears> this. I watched a lot of Impact here in my headphones, so I was able to hear the referee signal, "Hey, you got seven and a half." So I was like, "Oh, okay, Jordan Grace." Jordan Grace and Masa Slamovich have about 15 minutes. Because he goes, uh, it was the black ref. He used to be the black ref in uh, WWE, the short, ball-headed dude. Yeah. He goes, um, it was only two. It was only two. Seven and a half, guys. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I can hear them. Um, so the ref for the, for the main event, when, oh, my God, when Josh Alexander hit him with that running Alabama slam into the corner, when Eddie laid out into the buckles, 
And he went up to him and Eddie's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He tells him like four times. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And they worked hard. That main event, they was a hard working oh, main event. Like they they put, they put, honestly, they, so that main event was like, when you talk to me about like the TNA and like the impact heart. Okay. I saw it in that main event. Like those right. two boys. And again, the girls, the, the last two matches, Showed me that heart that everyone talks about that a that, that excuse me that aw that TNA has and that Impact demonstrates right. and that four competitors I saw that because they went out there and they were like we're gonna steal the show no matter what. So I you you, you stop me real quick, but Sorry. I'm gonna let you. I'm Sorry, let you so no, it's fine. It's fine. So the whole thing I was talking about production. Yeah, yeah. I heard Eddie hits the Tiger Driver. Bang. He leans in. Are you okay? Right to Josh Alexander. Are you good? He goes, you good? He's like, yep. Big kick out. Bam. Big kick out. And that's when they they lay out and breathe. Mm. So I don't know if he saw that he hit his face or something or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All I know, I I don't know if, if Alexander said I'm good. He mumbled something that didn't pick up on the microphone. Yeah. But I heard Edwards go, are you good? Like, you good? And then they they were talking a little longer. That's why I like having the headphones on when I'm watching wrestling because I like to hear the guys talk because I like I don't need to watch it like a fan. I try to watch it like I'm analyzing and breaking down what they're doing. Um, And hearing them ask him, are you good? And all that, it made me like, okay, something must have happened at that point. But yeah, uh, like you said, those four worked hard. Grayson Slamovich, Alexander Edwards, amazing work. It is now two hours in 39 minutes. This is one yo, of our longest episodes point, in a while. Point we're saying, y'all, we're going to watch it. I'm going to go back, check those matches out. Yeah, yo, you need I'll to go back. watch I will go back and check like, out those yo. matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check them out. I'll Listen, give them a watch. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, 20, 36. Uh, that's about an hour of your life. About an hour I, of your all right. life. So I, I watched the, I said, watch the first two, watch the last two. All that stuff in the middle, I skipped. So I will Come go on. back and watch it. I, you're going to like Mickey and Mia Yim. I believe okay. you're going to like Mickey right. and Mia Yim. They so I watch it tomorrow. I watch it tomorrow. I, the all tag right. matches, you're going to, I know you're going to not like. I know I know you, you're not going to like them at all. Okay. And, and then the gauntlet, the gauntlet, you're just going to have to sit for 30 minutes. So have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, Pencil's been waving. We went over our time. Kind of like that gauntlet match did for Impact. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, when um, I was skipping through it, that's how I saw that spot, the ECW spot. Because I mean, oh, that's when I asked here? you, when I was asking you, and I was like, yo, this yes. Here. Remember when I asked you, I was like, yo, so what was the whole spot? Because I was skipping through, and I saw it. They threw him out. Like, what was it? And I was I just didn't care that's to see the setup. Oh, there was no uh, setup to it? They, Bully and, Bully and Tommy were, I, I, I don't, you know what? I'm not going to ruin it for you. Yeah, I'm not okay, gonna ruin don't it for tell you. me. I'll watch the, it. I'm going to let that's you fine. watch it. Bully and Tommy were the first two to come out. Then okay. Rhino Swinger was already in. Okay. And and this is and this was the the end result of that entire um, spot for them. Copy. Okay. Um, so that's all I'm gonna say for that. Um, all right, so man. Yeah, wrap us up. Guitars wrap playing. Up. We gotta get out of here. We went 240. We usually never try to go this long, yeah, but hey, man. we had to talk about Bound for Glory. We had to do it. So, sure. with all of that being said, let me see if I, ooh, I pointed the right way for Vernon Samosa. Touch my tip. No, come on, other way for Vernon Samosa. I am Frank Champion. This has been the Pay Window Podcast on the Sandbox Podcast Network. Shout out to y'all. I am me. He is him. We are they. Say peace, Vern. Peace, Vern. And we're out of here.